Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&E, and my co-host, not Deion Sanders, of Primetime. What's going on, y'all? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yes, we are back here at another wrestling podcast for you guys on time. You know what I'm saying? Back back to trying to get you done podcasts back on time and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I want everybody to be safe out there as the COVID is rising again. We're in the second wave. So everybody around the United States, you know, just be safe. Try to stay well. You know what I'm saying? Especially in, in these. And it's around the holiday time, too. So, you know, all this stuff kind of does, does kind of suck. But I do hope everybody out there got their PS5s or the Xbox Series X's that is, that came out this past week. So uh, that is some you know some good news. Uh, Prime, are you doing the Series X this time, or are you gonna come come over to PS5? Uh, I don't know yet. Oh, come over to Sony, bro. I don't know. I I really don't. I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to a grumpy old man because I don't. I don't care. I, I used to care about the first day releases. Now I don't. I don't. I'm not in a rush now. I guess. Well, I didn't say you're not in a rush, but even still, I know eventually you probably want to buy one, though, right? Yeah, eventually. You know, but usually, you know, I like when two can auto used to come out. I used to get like the first day release, the, the weekend release. Yeah. Now I just now I'm just like I get it when I get it. Like <laughs> you all trying to grow here. I just got Madden 20, like... Oh, no. Uh, whenever whenever Madden came out, that's when I got Madden 20. Mm. So, so yeah, that shows how much I care. Yeah, well, no. I, <laughs> right I, now. Well, I'll tell you right now, Madden, which you need to start with. But they did revamp in 2K21, where it came out to be, like, a terrible game. Or they were just like, oh, God, you couldn't even shoot. And you had to fix that. The PS5 version, and from what I've seen and everything like that, other than just the... Graphics mechanics, they, they they changed up to my career a little bit, the story. Put the G League in there. There's more emphasis on the women now. They got the, a, a career thing called the W and stuff. So there's more to do with the WNBA in the game. It's just, And then, like I said, everything just looks more smoother. So I figured, me, you can get, get, get up on that and play some 2K. Maybe. He said me. Okay. Well, sorry for the failure there who's uh, of the next gen, but you know what I'm saying? We we, we got to wait for gr- grumpy old man Prime to, to pick up his system so we can put you up some interesting content up on there. 
But uh, that's not what y'all guys are here for. Y'all are here for the rest of the talk. So let's get into it. But make sure we got to pay our bills first. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly.com, the home where your black podcast is here in Philly. And make sure you guys check out the concert they have on there from both sides. To the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show. And, of course, the Market Dark Show. Then check us uh, check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well. The No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast. Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Turntables. Hip-Hop Culture and Beyond. Drunk Thoughts. Sober Tongue. And make sure you guys uh, check us out on all the podcasts. Have Stitcher. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Make sure you check. If you listen to the snippets on YouTube, check out the YouTube uh, snippets as well. Or you on YouTube Premium. And uh, for all more stuff like that, it's getting colder outside. Like I said, y'all got y'all got to fight the COVID, the Rona. Y'all got to go to therealnerdcoalition.com. Therealnerdcoalition.com, you can get your NC Studios and NC Level Up mask. That's the important thing right now. Get your mask to go out there and do what you got to do in the world. Get get all your essentials and get the mask as you can. Make sure you check out therealnerdcoalition.com. And you guys can find... Our merch on there as well. Get yourself a No Gimmicks Need a Wrestling Podcast hoodie. Get yourself a Nerd Coalition Studios hoodie. A Nerd Coalition Level Up hoodie. Make sure you get all that great stuff for you guys as well to bundle up. Make sure you guys also check out Q-Flow uh, on there as well. The guy does the music for this channel along with the, his album, The Wardrobe, that came out last year. One of the best albums of 2019. And, of course, he has the Layover merch on there as well. New content will be coming soon when we update his section of the, po- uh, the website. And make sure you check out my main man, Prime Time, Prime Nostalgia Podcast. He, he has a big show coming up. He's hinting. He has not given no spoilers away yet. But uh, he did text me a trailer this morning, which is giving me hints like, can it really be who I'm thinking it is? So, I don't know. But I'm excited. I'm not giving out no spoilers. <clears throat> That's good. But I'm saying, but I, I'm, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that you got that thing off the ground. Thank you for, for, sending, that, for sending that for me this morning. Which, oh, yeah, of course. <clears throat> which, it comes out next week. I, for, for those who don't know, we're talking about, obviously, y'all see on IGN, uh, the, um, the, the 30-year f- Fresh Prince reunion. So, I don't know what kind, I don't know if it's, it, it says streaming on, I don't know if they got different episodes. HBO Max. It's like, a, no, it's, it's a one thing, one, mm. like an hour special or something. Okay, wait, I'm definitely going to check that. I know you're going to watch it, right? Yeah, I'm watching. I've been waiting on it. I thought they said Thanksgiving, but I guess that is close to Thanksgiving. It, I mean, if you think about it, uh, Thanksgiving is in like yeah about, about two weeks. So yeah, so uh, and I, like I said, I don't know if they got anything else coming out on Thanksgiving also, but yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be popping, bro. It's gonna be popping, and I, I, that whole trailer got me all excited. And you know what? It had me tearing up too because when I see James Avery, I was just like, oh man. Uh-huh. I miss James there, and then, of course, you know, you know what scene they had to show, right? You know what they had to show. Of course, of course, they had to show that why he don't want me. Why he don't want me, man? I'm just like, oh my god, James Avery's gone. So it, it it's going it's going to pull all the strings in this reunion show. I, I can't I, I I can't wait to see it. So it's going to be something. It's going to be fun. I just wish they did one thing. What, what, what is it? Throw out Jazzy Jeff. He too old to get thrown out like that, bro. The man survived Rona. He too, he too, he too old. He, he, they don't have a, they don't have a thing out there. He don't even got to do it. They can do it yeah. digitally now. <laughs> ah, well, you never know. We ain't seen the whole thing yet, so it's a possibility that it could happen. But yes, the Prime Sasha podcast. So make sure you guys 
Check that out. <clears throat> so let's just get right on into this thing, man. Look, um, we got some news that WWE is parting ways releasing Selena Vega. That's right. Vega, my little putting pop, who is uh, married to Alistair Black. She has been she has been released from WWE, and it came out of nowhere because by the, the, the time that we're recording this podcast, it's actually Friday night, late Friday night, actually technically Saturday morning, but it's late Friday night. So this this news just happened. So uh, and everybody was like, "Well, what the hell she get fired for?" And then it showed that she tweet uh, she she tweeted out saying that she supports unionization. And when that tweet came out, I was like, oh, snap. And it also comes to figure out that, that that may not be the only reason because after WWE told everybody to close on their Twitch account, stuff like that, she kept her Twitch account and her OnlyFans account, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, you know, she didn't shut that down, so now she got released. And this is um some news because... Selena Vega is one, you know, one of the bigger names in the company that has actually been used. Like she, I, she was a a valet. Yeah, she just last week. I yeah, she believe did. she's supposed to fight tonight. To be honest with you. Oh God, yeah, on that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she she did because I was like, if she had another fucking triple threat match, but uh, yeah, she, she was obviously most popular when she um was a valet for Andrade, and she been addressing the house for years. That she, she's, I wish they would have let her. I wish they would let her like wrestle more, like and Tina Impact and all of them. Like we know her as a wrestler. She's a good on the mic, yes, but we know her as a she's wrestler. Definitely good, yes, yeah, especially from over in Impact. And then I do know, which is unfortunate. Like WWE makes it a point every year to make sure they let her story be known because she lost her father at nine eleven. So they uh-huh. make sure you know, make sure she's very patriot. You know. Like be patriotic for the company and everything like that. Tell us your story every year. So it's like, yes, we we get it. And yeah, she, yeah, she told her. You know, she told that story. As soon as, as soon as she's released, guys, I just want to say I'm happy and I kept this trophy with my dad. You know, because. Uh oh. He just no, yeah. She told the story like even in her uh, in her little speech of uh-huh. Well, I'm saying, well, you know, so I, she was very close to her dad, so I, I can understand. <clears throat> So uh, now she's she's released. She's uh, married, really married to Alistair Black. Very talented woman, which I think was underused in WWE. But we got a problem in WWE, and it is in 2020. Has even though we everybody keeps talking about how bad of a year this is, you're absolutely right. This year is shit. But one thing we got to say that when we look back at it, 2020 is going to be the year that jump starts the changing of the world because a lot of things were revealed this year that were covered up so much that people are actually starting to see. And when it comes to uh, these WWE superstars who are independent contractors but yet are treated like employees, basically almost slaves, this thing, this thing has been coming out and... Again... Like we talked about off the podcast. Yes. People want to work here. And people, look, I understand, look, I understand. Like I said, but right now, like, the sheet is being pulled back in a 
craziest, like the craziest of ways right now, to be honest with you. And right now, with 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 this thing with Selena Vega going right now, this is bullshit in my personal. I'm sorry, I, I got I got to let it know like it is. Like you, you heard stuff over the summer. It's like there's things you know you, we we can't change. And then now with with the whole third party thing, that really kind of pissed me off. And I'm like, okay, look. Yeah, it's like you it, can't even have a podcast without it, them uh, trying to take. Exactly, this ain't got to do. It's quarantine. There's no house shows going on, and you're telling people to come into this COVID soup. You know, they see the NXT or, or or the Thunderdome, and the cases are going back up again. And you're you're this all huh. Now, how was he done? And you're this all powerful company, and like you give no regard. For your, well, the, 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 you don't you don't treat them like employees until you want to treat them like employees. So they're independent contractors; they go do what they want to do, and then you want to control that. He, Vince McMahon, is somebody who needs to have control. And when he loses control, this is how, this is, or he starts to feel that like he's losing control. This is the kind of shit that happens. So, what, what, so what, what was you going to say? I was going to say like, like. How can I put this? Why do they listen? You know, I you talk you talk about the wrestlers, right? Yeah. I because you know why? I'm be honest with you because you people, certain people come from a a place of privilege where other people don't, and when you come from a place a place of privilege, you don't understand what somebody else may be going through because you're not experiencing that. For example, remember when. Dean Ambrose left to go to to go to uh, AEW, right? Mm-hmm. And he went on Talk is Jericho. He talked about first of all, he thanked the WWE by the way for helping him learn and get stuff done from his CZW days. And after that, he said, "Okay, I got it out the way. I'm gonna bury the ass, and I, I'm gonna tell them everything that was wrong with what's going on." Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, remember, Seth Rollins came out and it kind of you know, kind of threw him under the bus a little bit, saying that he wasn't strong enough to deal with this company. Yeah, well... It was, but here's the thing, though. Seth Rollins is talking from a place of privilege because Seth Rollins, at the time, was Universal Champion. Uh-huh. He's... The, the, the different things that Seth Rollins is experiencing because he's a champion and making his money is not the same thing Dean Ambrose is going to experience. Everybody knows Roman Reigns gets treated with hella courtesy. Uh-huh. Opposed to Apollo Crews. Yep. If you go back to the Attitude Era, The Rock and Stone Cold are taken care of. I mean, to the highest of points. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that The Rock and Stone Cold did not pay their dues because they did. I mean, Stone Cold's had to travel, but Stone Cold is going to be staying in one of the fancy hotels. Where's Al Snow staying? Well, that's, that's not on the that's that's on the wrestlers though. <laughs> but, I, I, but, but I'm saying, but even still, remember when Bill Bailey was in that interview, and it was like they are responsible for, for for getting themselves to these different cities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't have transportation for these uh these. That's people. what they do. WWE ride along. Exactly, and I'm just they like, said, y'all, y'all gonna drive five hours, so we gonna make a show out of it. Opposed to providing transportation. For your superstars to to these different places, but here's the thing: they're not 
our employees. So it's not our responsibility to get them from one city to the other. Okay, so they're not your employees. They're independent contractors. We found out what the definition of independent contractor meant, and now since they're doing independent contractor stuff, now you want to treat them like employees. So to answer your question, it comes from a place of privilege. You, you, the same thing Jesse Ventura tried to get. Did this unionization shit is not new. Yeah, but like, like, come on now, like, literally, they say, I can't do this and I can't do that. Or even, like, just anything. But you know what? If you, look, if Selena Vega, look, Selena Vega, Paige, maybe even Sami Zayn, or, 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 or maybe, like, the, the, the lower car people are fed up with this shit. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why Paige is still there. It, it, the reality, Probably because yeah. they pay her to just do nothing but, like, Literally, she's like, yeah, they took my Twitch. They took everything away from me. I well, can't do anything. Well, it's still on contract, like I'm saying, because you got to, if you break that contract. Oh, you, you, contract for what? No, bro, she I, can't wrestle. She has a wrestling contract. So what is she on contract But for? I'm just saying, but that's how great they are. The thing is, any like these people sign, uh, you know, these people, when Paige came, Paige probably signed a, probably a five, six, seven year deal with WWE. And when she got injured, she still is on that contract. Now, I don't like. I said I don't know when Paige's contract is over. I don't know, but they will be greedy because they don't want her to go somewhere else and try to wrestle. So that they she will hold. This the same so thing. She already can't do that. Yeah, this is the same thing that happened to Luke Harper. It's the same thing that happened to the Revival. They held on to them, and then they just had to sit there and wait till their contract expired and get the fuck out of there. Same thing with Matt Hardy. That's that's what they did. And now you can go to the back, and it's like, yo, let's rile up everybody. So, to, okay. I got another question there. Go ahead. If they're independent contractors, what if, like, what if they go to another company and dispute it? Like, what if one of them show up in, like, Impact? Like, Anderson and Gallows? No, like, no, like, while on contract, uh-huh. since they're independent contractors, show up on Impact. Well, they, they they get sued. Why? Because that's part of their contract. Uh, if they, they can but, get sued and they got to pay that money, they they then now they owe WWE. Okay, so they independent contractors, but yet they look, they can't appear anywhere else. Look, look, I the question you ask is 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 more of like the rhetorical, sarcastic kind, which I understand. But I'm just get like the best way I can do is like it don't make sense. I'm agreeing with you. It doesn't make sense. It needs to change. But as, but as of right now, I, like I agree with you. It should be a rally of the troops because once it, it's like this, okay, when all the pro- protests was happening this year, right? You know the NFL, if every black player said, hey, I don't want to play football because we're not getting treated right. And so if they don't play, there's no football. Am I right? Yes or no? Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. Why didn't they do that? Uh, I guess they trusted the process. But I don't know. It's not. It's not because you got. If you got a uh, low tier football players who will be like, "Look, we, we're going to kneel regardless, and we're going to protest." They're expendable if you're at the bottom. But if you ain't got Patrick Mahomes, if you ain't got Russell Westbrook, if you ain't got the top people, or Wilson, I keep saying Westbrook, Russell Wilson, yeah. If you ain't got Russell Wilson, if you know what I'm saying, if, if, if you don't have 
you know, say Lamar Jackson, if you don't got these people behind you that make these these owners in this in this business a shit ton of money and, and and risk putting their jobs on the line or their reputation, then you have no fight. And, I know in the NBA, Chris Paul was like the leader. He's like one of the top guys, so of course they're gonna listen to him. Yeah, exactly. Actually, he's the president of the of the, the players yeah, association. It, it was him and Paul Paul Casal. That was announced as Chris Paul. This year? No, this year I think. I think oh, it, okay, okay. It, oh, now say, uh, it's just Chris Paul. But before <laughs> okay. it was him and Powell. Okay. Yeah, but it's just Chris Paul. So yeah, so when they got when when he was the president, they did all the the Black Lives Matter stuff. They had the stuff on the jersey. They were like, we're going to try. We're going to make a statement our way. That's the same thing the WNBA did. And when you got the top player in the WNBA, like Diane Taurasi and Sue Bird, that's like, we with you, we're going to protest with you, then the movement gets stronger. But here's the thing. If you ain't got Roman Reigns that, that, that will look at the situation and be like, yo, what happened to Selena Vega is truly fucked up. I, like, well, you can't use Roman as an example. Because Roman don't do that kind of stuff, though. But, 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 that's like AJ Styles. Do AJ Styles. You know AJ Styles ain't going to fight for that. But I'm saying AJ Styles is like a gamer, so it was like AJ Styles has the twitches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm saying if like, you use Roman Reigns as an example, or anybody close to that, I'm trying to think of a big person that you know that has that different. Okay, but stuff. okay, it's but like this. If I you, know, you, it, know, it, I know it, you can use them. Yeah, I'm saying, but if you use, if, even if you use AJ and Xavier Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The the question is. You have to have enough support from your peers. Like, if you're going to start a movement, you know, everybody got to be in the same headspace. If they're not in the same headspace or don't agree to say what you're fighting for or don't want to, or they feel as though they got more to lose than to gain from this, then you have no movement. And and that's that's the fucked up part about this. So with the Selena Vega issue is that her coming out and saying I support unionization, she took a stand that probably a lot of wrestlers feel, but they're too scared to say. That's that's the thing with power. Nothing in this country, whether it comes from sports or just in the world, has ever been given to anybody. They had to fight for it. And when it comes to the the unionization in WWE, they have to fight for it, or there will be no change. Now, we did read that. Um, uh, you have the actual abbreviation for this, but it's called was it SAG F A F T R A, which stands for. Yeah. Do you still have the uh thing pulled up, or what it means? Oh, my bad. I I, I got. I got. Oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. Oh yeah, for American Federation Asian. of Television and Radio Artists. Yes, uh, the president of that, her name is Gabrielle uh, Carteres, I believe I'm, I'm saying, or I'm I, I probably saying that wrong. But she contacted Selena Vega after the news broke, and uh, the, the, she's she's part of this labor union that represents over. 160,000 people so in the, in I just want to give you a little bit of background real quick sure just a little bit of background mm-hmm. SAG is 
they kind of do like union things. So basically, this is the same. This is the same situation that happened to the Power Rangers, basically. Okay. With David Yost and Walter Jones because they weren't being unionized. Yeah. So they went over to SAG and now they are in the union because before they weren't doing that type of stuff. Okay. And they were mad that they weren't doing that type of stuff. Oh. So basically, they kind of brought them over into the unionization, and then that's what they kind of deal with Selene Vega. It's like trying to say, like, hey, we have a meeting, and you can get, you know, unionized. Maybe we can do even do bigger and better things for you. You know, she was, she did play AJ Lee, so maybe they said, hey, you know, we can get you here, and you probably can do more acting roles or something. I don't know. But now, also, with, with, with her getting unionized, but does that just benefit her, or does that benefit her coworkers? No, that part, no, that is just uh, her situation because um, now that she's gone, she can, you know, she can basically say whatever while mm. them, they probably might not necessarily, you know, they can't, they can't help nobody remote or anything like that. Like, you gotta work for your, your sad card, but, yeah, you know, uh, if they all get unionized together, they can still get unionized by themselves, yes, mm-hmm. but, you know, if they kind of don't give a little nudge to Vince like hey this is what we want or else we're going to be unionized and then then after they get unionized then it's kind of a more difficult situation okay. for Vince or for the, for the company yeah, for the, as I'm saying that, that's that's what, like that's basically it's the same situation like we want unionized or we're going to leave even though they can't leave but it's kind of like the same like situation in a sense mm-hmm. and, and, as well, at least saying, from how I see it but I, I I agree with you, and like I said, it's not clear where this is going. People are saying, but it like there could be some changes in pro wrestling and MMA. And Andrew Yang, who was uh, running for president uh, early this year, indicated that he plans on pushing to get legislation pa- uh, passed to address how WWE classifies wrestlers and independent contractors. Now. Once again, we have a new president elect, and there's a chance that when they do the runoff election in Georgia, that you know, say the the the, the Dems could run the Senate. Just because Andrew Yang didn't didn't, didn't win for uh, to be president, he still work at the White House. Uh-huh. They can they can really push this to to uh, Joe Biden. And Congress and and and, and the Senate and all that stuff like that, and see if they can actually help these people out. Because, like I said, you know, like I said, if if, he, if he's thinking about doing that, and and more and more things are happening, this is going to cause a big headache for Vince McMahon and the company. Yeah, because never it never before has wrestling ever been pulled back on the curtain to this extent. Because remember when. It's about to come to Fox News, and, and Bailey was getting interviewed, and she she was appalled about how the wrestlers had to travel, do all this kind of stuff like that. That was a secret in wrestling that nobody knew about. Because once again, if you don't uh, watch wrestling, you don't kind of care to know about it. Yeah. And if you're a wrestling fan, you just kind of accept it. But now, since people are coming out, you know, and, and this thing is happening, there is. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying there is a. A, a more of a chance that things could be, you know, put in place to kind of change that. And like I said, I, I'm all for 
standing up what you believe in and, and fighting for what's right. But the thing is, it's just, it's just so hard to get people to convince you about, you know, what's going on. It's like, the, I don't know how long it took, but like, like, remember earlier this year when Randy Orton finally came around to, you know, what BLM truly meant? Now, but everybody ain't gonna get that kind of talk. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gonna be like, "Fuck it." They don't care. Yeah, so, everybody not gonna be. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's just, just not gonna be that. And if some people just have a biased view about things like that, or they want to believe what they want to believe, or they don't want to be taught, then that that's an issue. So when you have, it's like, damn, Selena Vega injured. I love, I like Selena Vega. I love her. A coworker saying, but they're like, well, damn. If Vince, if Vince is trying to make an example out of her. He's basically saying, don't nobody say nothing. But the reality is, if everybody came out and supported Selena Vega and said, yo, this was, this was, this was classless, this was wrong, it, it, the WWE needs a George Floyd situation. And what I mean by that, well, listen, 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 listen to what I'm saying. I'm not talking about somebody getting killed. The only reason why Black Lives Matter or protest or justice or systematic racism has been at the forefront this year is because they seen a man just get killed who was already in handcuffs. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? They seen somebody who the punishment got to fit the crime. So the man had a counterfeit bill and whatever the fuck he was doing and he was doing something bad, arrest him and you, 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 he got to deal with that shit. But you just blatantly killed him. This is what he needs to do. They're making an example out of somebody who didn't do anything wrong, not to my knowledge. This this act of firing her is not about if Selena Vega was a good person or a bad person in the past. I'm talking about what she did now. And all she just said was, "I support unionization." Uh-huh. And if that's the case, and then she and then she has a right, like if she want to keep her OnlyFans up or her Twitch thing up, Twitch thing up, it's like. My God! But then once again, people people may say, "Well, you know, say I don't think that that's worth the job that you got making all that money." Once again, you're not in that woman's shoes. People already want to judge and say what, what what you shouldn't do or what you can't do. But if you're not in that person's shoes, if you have not walked a mile in those person's shoes, you really got no right to say nothing. I don't even think they care about not well. I mean, I can't say they care about getting paid or whatever. I don't think they even care about getting paid on Twitch or whatever, but, like, it's an escape for them. They live on the road or going there, got to deal with Vince and all that. It's like, hey, I can't even play video games with my fans. Well, that's what it boils down to. I can't even play video games with my fans. Exactly. I know that some of them do get paid, of course, because they have big followings, but, like, I don't even think, like, for me, it wouldn't even be about the money. It would just be about that escape. I, I, if you're on the road, because WWE, you know, has the longest road schedule of any wrestling company. And if you're on the road to the point where they don't even, and to the point where you're not even be on TV, but you have to just be there, which is bullshit in the first place. Like, Gold, Gold does have to paint his face every week and never make an appearance. Exactly. Like, what the fuck for? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's no need for all that. Because you know who you're going to need this week. You know who you're not going to need this week. You just want to control people. And, and these people got to be on the road for 300 days a year. Sometimes people, that's why the injuries be happening so high. Why do you think, you know, uh, people are exhausted that you, 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 you got terrible writers because they don't know how to write for, they don't know how to write for a wrestling show. 
and you and you overexhaust all these people, and then it's like, okay, well, finally, here come the holidays once again. I told you that 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 November December holiday stuff. We get give you your time off like that, or you may work six out of seven days that week. But now since the, the the Thunderdome started, it's like okay, now people are having a chance to go back home for a week or two weeks before they had to come back and do the show again. But once again, it's in the middle of COVID. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic that I got to go travel to the airport and keep coming back here. Uh, uh, two of my friends or associates that I, I know uh, that, that, that is roommates to a friend of mine got sick. Hey, take one now. Which one it is? I'm sorry, yeah. Um, a friend of mine, who her two, room, her two roommates, got sick because they work at the airport. Everybody's coming in and out from the airport. There's no bands done anywhere. They haven't slowed anything down. People just be going to the airport because it's like twenty six, thirty dollars a round trip ticket. And I was like, well, yeah, I, just wanna, yeah. I, I just want to, you know, try to have some fun in twenty twenty. That's the situation. That, 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 uh, yeah, if they consider COVID fun, it should. Go ahead. I mean, it, it really shouldn't. But once again, you know, we haven't been taught. You know, COVID has been almost a whole joke to a lot of people this whole year. So. It's like, but I'm not going outside. But once again, you're asking these wrestlers, they got to go outside. They got to wrestle with each other. They got to be sweating on each other, then breathing on each other, and all kind of stuff that is just a trap house for COVID. So, yeah, but but there's nothing in there. If they get sick, they got to go quarantine and get themselves better. So, you're lucky that they're in TikTok. They get punished. It, It depends. Exactly. And you gotta be, you gotta be lucky that they're in tip top shape because guess what? They got no health insurance. Cause, uh, I'm, I still can't get on how they pointed, how they got mad at Roman Reigns because he wanted to be safe. Exactly. He wanted to be safe. Sami Zayn wanted to be safe. Kevin Owens wanted to be safe. Charlotte still ain't back yet. Well, she, she's, that's a different situation. Well, I know she tried to take some time off, but do you, you think she want to come back to this shit right now? Nah, but you know she she trying to you know she trying to get her stuff on with uh, Andrade. She ain't even probably worried about that right now. She probably really isn't. But all Vince cares about is that all that almighty dollar. And like I said, right now he holla, holla. he he trying to force Becky Lynch back after she has the baby to go get Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I'm like that should even be a thing right now. Yep, I shouldn't even worry about that at the moment. Look, I have kids, okay, and it's like when my daughter was born, it's like, oh my god, it's the, it's like you 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 carried the well, not me, but my wife carried the baby around for all those months, and as soon as she was born, it's it's like you created life. You want to be around that life. Mm-hmm. You want to raise that life. You got to get that that life chance to know you, okay? And I'm like, so it's like, okay, it's like, all right, pop the baby out, clean the baby off. Give it to the babysitter and come on. That's how, how shit works, man. Couple coin events it is. How you think he has Stephanie and Shane? Yeah, shit. <laughs> that's this shit works on. But but in, in the real world, where you know real people, you know, say that's not how things work. And then on top of that, she got to recover. You can't just come back and take a bump after you had a baby. Sure, you can. Look, that's how Stephanie did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephanie do that shit. Uh. So, I'm pulling for Selena Vega. I I really hope 
that maybe next year, even 2022, because I'm tired of lawsuits coming to WWE and it should be either getting dismissed or they don't win nothing or goes on the table. Especially, you know, if you do it it in a a different uh, country, I mean, a different state too. Exactly. They can sue you back. What's that? That part is just hot. We, we, you can only sue us in uh, Connecticut. What? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. They got crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh, they got crazy stuff. It, it's getting it's, it's getting it's getting out of hand. And like I said, as of right now, you have to piss off a certain amount of wrestlers. But it has to be some of the big ones to the point that they're going to look and be like, "Look, man, what happened to Selena wasn't right." It was not right at all. So the question is, hey, do we fight for, or do we be like that sucks? Let's let's it's business as usual. That's that's where your disconnect comes in. It. Now, well, I think as far as far as this situation, I believe people will be fighting for Selena, but then after she, probably before she's gone, but after she's gone, they're like, hey, we tried. That's why I feel like that situation would be like. Yeah, I feel you, but it's like she's gone now. I mean, like, is there is there to, to the point like, okay, remember how when they shot Jacob Blade and the NBA was like, look, we ain't playing today. I'm tired of this uh-huh. shit. We not playing today. They didn't play. Nope. And they actually had a meeting to be like, yo, do we continue on with this season or what? And they weren't the the MLB the only the every sport that day boycotted except for hockey. Of course, I was gonna say hockey. Of course, oh, but I say, yeah, of course not. But I'm but you know, what I'm saying it's like okay. <laughs> I didn't even go there. Yep. Yeah, I'm saying so. It's like look, they all boycotted, and it was like, look, we're gonna see if we're gonna resume, and some resume a day later, some resume a couple days later, but they they all took a stance on that. If they even like, look, man, fuck it, we ain't having raw Monday. If or yeah, I'd be a breath of fresh air. It bro, it will be a breath of fresh air. But if Orton and McIntyre and Hurt Business and I'm talking, talking about all the top acts on Raw and New Day be like, look, we ain't performing today. And he's like, why? I know New Day would. Yeah, but 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 New Day's only two people. Like, so it's, it's like, hey, look, we're not going to perform. It's like, do you think all the fights that we did in the civil rights movement came because everybody came was comfortable? Everybody knew, like, yo, you go in this fight, we losing our job, or you're dying. It's either one or the other. So the question is, how important is your freedom? And to them, their freedom was important enough to do this fight. So the question is, when do you put? When does your moral code beat the other code? When does it be like I, I'm staying up for Selena, and this is what we got to do? Yep. So that that now that leads me to her husband, Alistair Black. So you already know Alistair Black is, is a his husband, and Alistair Black looks like I like I said I don't know him personally, but just what, what's so funny? I I thought we was talking about I thought you were about to say he looked like trash, and so I was about to say, dang, you know, no, trash. no, no, I ain't, I ain't trash. I'm saying I don't know that man personally. But I, I, I was about to say, I was about, it looks like he has a sense of fighting for justice. Well, yeah, because like, they even had a YouTube channel. I don't even think they can do that no more. No, yeah, I mean, it, he, he looks like, I mean, this was the same guy 
that after the Floyd, George Floyd stuff happened, he was in, on the camera crying, like, we got to make change. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I Especially felt him that. not even being from here. He said what? Especially him not even being from here. Exactly. It's a, it's a different thing, like, to the point where it's like, you know, he looks like he has a sense of, and, and the thing is, if you're being stereotypical, if you just get one look at the black, you're like, well, that he may be, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but he, he looks like he has, he has a sense for it. And now it was reported that Alistair Black had asked WWE to send him back to NXT. I've seen uh, a lot. Yeah, understandable. understandable. Have you seen him lately? Uh, no, have you? Nah, uh, that's probably why. He was on stage at at the opening season premiere of SmackDown, and that was it. And I was just like, "Oh, I've not seen this man. This man has not been on TV. Last time we seen him, he had a new theme song. He had pants. He don't come from out the ground no more. It's just, what are we doing? He don't like working for Vince, and he wants to go work for Triple H. And he said again, this is yeah. again my question: Who does? No, That's why I don't understand. It, it, I, I don't think nobody truly." likes working for Vince unless it's like Cena but uh when it or, or Undertaker hey Vince, I got your... yeah uh, I'm saying but uh wow Prime but when it comes to <laughs> just got that. I did it's, a, it's flying I caught it before it flew out of frame uh so when these things happen it's like but once again if you're gonna stand up to Vince like Cena can tell Vince no and he gotta deal with it but is he going to, is, is he going to, and that's for him. Is he going to fight for, you know, you're not going to win your 16th championship then. All right. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. So his request was denied because Vince probably knows, because, like, Vince ruined Alistair Black's character. And he feels that like he wants to work on Triple H. And once again, Triple H is the guy who was like, I think Triple H gets a sense of it, but he had, he don't got the power that everybody think he got. His power is all in NXT because Vince got no control over that. But Raw and SmackDown, and we went to we went to the Rain roster when Vince wants to raid his roster because he has nobody on Raw and SmackDown to do to do shit because he ain't build nobody up. Well, then yeah, it pisses off it pisses off Triple H. Yeah, and at least look, if I the only thing if I was Triple H, I would like at least send me call downs at least like well y'all keep everybody when y'all go out there at least send me Titus on the or who anybody yeah. I can at least do. Something to make it a little interesting. It's kind of like the, the only ones that went back down to NXT that's benefited is Breezango and Ember Moon. Balor. And Balor, yeah, and Balor. I'm saying not not everybody. I'm saying like you know we don't they don't get up Bianca. They don't get up uh, all these people in the past. In the past, like couple months during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I think they should at least let the. the People that they don't like go to NXT at least to just like Ziggler. Yeah, Ziggler or you know Rude could go back to NXT. He not doing nothing. He, he really could. Ziggler and Rude can go back to NXT. Right, like, Chad Gable can go back to NXT and be a North American champion rather than the champion they got now. Is like it? just. I agree, <sighs> but his thing was denied, so it it, it comes it, it makes you think to be like okay, real quick. Is he going to probably leave? Uh, because because of what happened to his wife. And me personally, I think he. I mean, first of all, I think Alistair Black, AW will come knocking at his door. So he he will always. I don't think he. I, I keep 
Man, I don't think he would. You want to go to AEW? I, mean, I think I think they'll be interesting. He'll be open, but I don't think he himself would go to AEW. I don't think that's a good thing for him. Really? Why not? I'm curious. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't feel the way AEW is set up and the way that I've been watching him. Not to say that he's not going to be in AEW if he gets released, but I can see him being just staying staying the indie person, staying the indie guy. Oh, okay. Again, his merch money from indies. Get his money from his merch on the indies. So go back to being Tommy Ann, basically. Yeah, because it's like, <clears throat> even though AEW wrestles once a week, I think he wants more than once a week, but don't want that heavy schedule like WWE. Granted, what, what next year, I think it's next year, this was going to come up with a second show. Yeah, so then they'll be wrestling like twice a week, depending on who... It is. Yeah, so I, I did. They're supposed to be having uh, after because after TNT extended their contract all the way through twenty twenty three, and they uh-huh. granted them a new show for next year. So AEW is going to have two shows ne- uh, next uh-huh. year. It'll probably be like you know one on Wednesday and one on because if they're going the WCW route, since since they're not going up on Mondays to go directly against Raw, they're going to be Saturday night. Saturday night. So like AEW Saturday night, kind of just like WCW Saturday night, and they do yeah. an hour or two hour show on on there. Then you still got dark, so they they they, they will still got a lot of things to accomplish. Like I said, AEW is is booming right now. AEW is where um, Impact was in two thousand seven. Now remember in two thousand seven when Impact was like, look, Impact was so hot at the time. This before mm-hmm. Hogan and Bischoff. It was so high at the time. The, the yeah, Impact went from one hour to two hours. Mm-hmm. And then they got their first uh, video game. Yep. Remember, yep. W- w- which which sucked ass, but I ain't going to say nothing about it. Oh, come on now. The, the game was... The story mode was fun. That was it. That's it, 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 probably about it. I said, but I mean, look, I, I can't hate because they, 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 they had that game and the, PS, the PSP game. That's what I'm saying. I hope AEW don't go down the line of impact did. Like, y'all was doing so great in the beginning. Then y'all just fizzled out. But, like, but AEW got things coming because of yeah, who they... Yeah. They have creative people, though. They have, like, different creative people. Uh, TNA only had Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett running it. And then they... If they just get mad at somebody, then they'll fire them. It's like, you know. Yeah, and then... Vince Russo. They had Vince Russo. That's probably why they went down here. Yeah, well, the Vince, they had Vince and Jim Carnett in the in the back just arguing all damn day long, and then of course they brought uh, they brought in Hogan and Bischoff, so that killed it because that was a good idea. It, it damn sure wasn't. So yeah, did they have that something? They're coming ten, ten, ten. Oh, oh my god, that's not even. I didn't about. know. Let's <laughs> not talk about it now. So, but yeah, but uh. So I'm curious to see where Alistair Black lands, or how. Cause I don't even know how much time is up to his contract. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure neither. Um. Also, moving on. So it it it's been said that AEW has now signed Jay Cargill, who was. Uh-huh. Who was uh, the mysterious woman who was in the ring with, with Cody uh, and hinted at Shaq coming 
to AEW, well, you know, because that will help him out with, with with publicity and stuff like that. Uh, it's real good because WWE previously passed on her, and she did do a tryout for uh, WWE. And like I said, the woman is ripped to shreds. She's very athletic. I, I, I want to check her out, her, her profile, and trainer her on uh, Instagram, stuff like that. She's a very athletic woman. Very beautiful uh-huh. woman. Uh, obviously, what, what what we got, um, she was not obviously not as talented on the mic, but she reminds me of like Bianca Belair mixed with Rocka Khan. Uh, okay. Uh, and, I don't need you to use somebody else because that image just don't work for me. It don't work. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, she's ripped and like Bianca Belair. I haven't seen her. In the ring, I don't know if she's as athletic as Bianca Belair is. To be honest with you, but I do. But I, I, said, well, I don't know. Like she's she's she don't have no moves. She don't she don't really have moves yet. So we don't know. Yeah, so so we don't know. But I, even though she could actually be like Shaniqua, remember, remember Shaniqua with the Bastion Brothers? Yo, uh, she probably gonna find you and come after you because you. Compare her to Shaniqua. Hold on. I'm not talking about. Remember Shaniqua with the Bastion Brothers? Like it, it was an intimidating. I know. I know what you're talking it, about. It was, saying, t- you know, it was an intimidating. Shaniqua. You said Rock Khan. I mean. I'm not talking about her looks. Right. She she prayed both of them women. I'm talking about when it comes to just the presence of this woman. When it comes to the uh, sheer. She don't have an intimidating presence? Like China? I don't know. When she came out, I wasn't. I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Like, I don't. Wait, when she I came guess out, when she was, when I she, guess because of her her substance of what she was talking about didn't really make me feel that way. When she I came guess. out, I was just like, "Whoa!" Remember when I told you off there? Where I said, "Wait a minute, is Scott Steiner coming back?" I thought that was one of his freaks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and oh I'm just God. like because. Home, because usually when you think of muscular women, let's just be real. When you think of muscular women, you, you think of like hard in the face. People, that's what people make fun Nicole of Shayna Baszler. Say what? Nicole Bass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, with, with, you, like when, when Nicole Bass is thought of, you like she was a huge muscular bodybuilder type woman. When China first came, China was hard in the face. She, her yeah, face. Say what? That's what he said. What? Is that a woman? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But 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 once again, like when nineteen ninety eight came around, when she started like going like dating date Mark Henry, and she got that jaw surgery, her face got softer. Then when the China was damn right beautiful when she was Mama Sita, tell me I tell, tell me I'm lying. No, she was. You know, so when I see her come out, I'm like, this is a like off back. This is a, st- a stunningly beautiful woman, but she is ripped to shreds. Same thing I said with Bianca Belair. Beautiful woman, but she's ripped to the gills, and I'm just like, I want to see what she can do. Cause it, it same thing, same thing with, with uh, Beth Phoenix. I'm like, this woman is huge, but she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nah, Beth Phoenix is just gorgeous. She's she is. I love me some Beth Phoenix. Okay, hey, no, Beth Phoenix can't do nothing wrong to me. So I'm just like, so she well, she oh, stop. She did one thing wrong. Right. <laughs> right. uh, uh, she uh. Is the glamorous? I eat like the tie didn't look that bad, but I said, but she's part of the, you know, when she was kid, like. She... <laughs> and Say that again. Never mind. And then when uh, <laughs> then uh, okay. look at look 
Look at Mandy Rose. She's cut. And yeah, she and she's yeah. and she's stout, but she's I've beautiful. been hearing people say lately she's looking too buff, which I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that either. So that's what I'm saying. Like she is a in, in a positive way, she's a presence. To the point mm-hmm. where like first of all, she's damn near Cody height. Okay? Yeah, now she is tall. So she 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 is tall. Like Brandy had to look up to curse her out. Like dead serious. Like Brandy came up to her neck and I'm just like this woman is a presence and I think with AEW is like she will try you'll put her in training obviously try to give her some matches I don't think she's gonna be an immediate thing I think she's, she's there for the shack thing promos, right now that's it yeah I think she's only gonna do promos or whatever the case is like cause she don't she don't she's not really trained at all like she don't have no moves she don't have no finishers she barely know how to run off the ropes probably so they're going to really have to build her up and then train her. But for her looking for, I guess, her ability to be able to talk, that's probably why they want her. And then they'll probably homegrown her. I, I, I think she will be a homegrown talent. I, I, she probably down there in Florida right now running the roofs. Nah, they, yeah. uh, they, uh, their camp is in, uh, Georgia. Oh, Okay. Well, she probably Cody, she, she probably did. Cody has a uh, Cody has his own uh, thing. Okay, what is that? His own uh, performance center. Basically, it's called a Nightmare Factory. Uh, of course, that sounds about that sounds Cody enough for it. So she's probably there right now, and probably got Cody under her under under you know he he got under the, his wing, and uh, yeah, because uh, Shaq was there. Shaq Shaq is a uh, training there too. Exactly. And now, once again, now this whole Shaq thing, I hope it only leads to no match. But uh, it just. I it, mean, it, Shaq it, wouldn't just be training that the Nightmare Factor for no reason. Honestly, Shaq and Cody as a match does, a, does nothing for me. It really well, don't. It does nothing for nobody. But it's like. It's like hey, it's, it's nothing to have uh, Charles, Kenny, and, and uh, Ernie on there talking trash. I want to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be, he was like, your fat ass kid run the ropes. That'd be great, Charles. I want to I see Jericho and then them, them four in the segment together. Jericho was on it was was on there like last year, I think. Yeah, no, nah, he was on there. I'm talking about like I'm talking about wrestling Jericho, not Chris Jericho promoting AEW. Jericho still won Tyson. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if he do. Well. I don't know in reality he do, but uh, Jericho still won Tyson. So, but I mean, it's congratulations, congratulations to her because she has on her Instagram along with other beautiful pictures that she has taken, saying that uh, it's only the beginning. Hashtag bless with the prayer hands uh-huh. and, and the muscle, saying Jay Cargill is hashtag all elite. So she is, uh-huh. she has a job to the contract. Like I said, I I wish her. I obviously, you know, say I gotta rep my sisters. You know what I'm saying? But as a wrestler, I just I wish her the best. Because one, they need more women in AEW. Yeah, and they need to at least treat them good. Like. Yeah, I'm saying they gotta beef up their, their women's division a lot. So you know, so with, with her there in training and then obviously other women down there are getting shine like, you know, uh Ty Conti and Red Velvet. Because I ain't know anything about Red Velvet until like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, she's on Dark a lot. Oh, exa- uh, on Dark. So I'm saying, so obviously they put them on Dark, and when they, they feel as though they're ready for the big show, they'll give them a spot 
you know, on the big show because you you, you got to build up something because right now you're looking at Sheeta. You're like, who's the next challenger? Rebecca. You said Rebecca. Oh, oh Britt Baker, yeah. Obviously, to, to be in there. But, like, you know, Big Swole has cooked. I remember when Big Swole was just on Dark all the time, but now she she got a good record in AEW. She had a, a decent uh, match with, with, with uh, she get herself over. She do. Big like, Swole does get herself over. Big Swole got herself over by just being swole. <laughs> That's why she. I'm done for real. Her be doing a little swole, getting the crowd involved. She got herself over. Like, that's why John Silver is getting the push that he's getting now. Well, actually, John Silver got his push from uh from uh, BTE. Like, yeah. if you don't watch BTE, he's like charismatic. He's crazy on BTE. And Tony Khan, I guess, saw an episode or something. He was like, "You, I'm mad at you because you don't do any of that on my show. But yeah, you can do this for this internet show. Come do that on my show. So then that's probably why he's starting to get more of a, of a push. Yeah, or like I said, call it a push. And like I said, he, he, he's a, you know, so he was, he, he's good in House of Hardcore, him and Alex Reynolds. So like I said, he, I've seen it before it happened. So, I mean, I hope, especially... They put her in a big storyline with Cody. So she, we're going to see more of her anyway. Mm-hmm. She's going to be doing more pro life. She's going to definitely come out next week. Or we're going to see her backstage. She name dropped Shaq. We don't know when Shaq's going to be coming. But uh, we know it's going to be soon. So. <laughs> what? So Shaq, Shaq name in uh, AEW is going to be just Shaq. I mean, isn't it everywhere I'm else? No, I'm saying I'm surprised it's not like the Shackagis or the uh, uh, the, the Shalatis uh, or, the song, or yeah. Sh- Shackalitas. Yeah, so <laughs> Shack Show or something, you know, a, a different nickname or something. Look, that gives them great publicity that AEW can use having a big star like Shaq on their show, especially with with, with Mike Tyson. Also, it, it's making them more of a legit wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and what Shaq he, was in a. Shaq was in a in, in TNA. He didn't come out. He was backstage, but yeah, he but, was in TNA a couple times. Yeah, but that's when it was hot, and then they, they they fucked that up. That was weird because it was just like him and Hogan. Hogan was like, "What up, big man?" He was like, "What's up?" He was like, "All right." <laughs> just walked out. No, that was it. That was just Shaq's experience. It was like you, you literally put Shaq on your show just for two seconds. Well, I, did, had I, I, I did. I did like when Shaq was on there with Crime Time. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jericho, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like, I like. He was, like, Shaq's a wrestling fan, so. And Shaq don't take himself seriously unless you talk about like Dwight Howard or, or his basketball. But other than that, Shaq told uh don't take himself seriously too much at all. So there you have it. I think Shaq, if you if you give Shaq like a script, tell him like, all right, this is what we gonna do. I think he'll he'll do it, and make it entertaining, and make it like his own. That's what I like about Shaq. So. I, did, I I agree. I do agree with you on that. And one. We just so. got to like a full Shaq conversation. Yeah, we, we did. We did. We really did. I was like, hey, look, you know, Shaq at AEW. Let's let's, let's kind of like uh, see what happens. All right, guys. So now we are just a week away from Survivor Series, and we're doing the thirty years of the Undertaker. So obviously, we was gonna talk about third, the top thirty Undertaker matches, but we found something more entertaining to probably do. And honestly, let's just be real much easier to do. And that is 
or WWE.com, they have the Undertaker's Greatest Match Tournament. Now, we have been probably watching wrestling for years. I've been watching since 92. You've watched since 2008. So, and then, of course, we, we, we've educated ourselves on, on the beyond uh, that and uh, before that stuff that we started watching. So, I'm pretty sure we have seen 99, 100% of these matches in full. And we're, and we're we're going to discuss because WWE likes to just put crap on there and stuff like that. So oh, what we're going to do is we're going to break down what we think is the Undertaker's greatest match. And so this week we're going to do uh, the whole first round, okay? And then we're going to uh, if we got time, uh, no, there we could probably uh, this could probably take the longest. So they'll finish it off next week. So well, we'll see how things okay, goes. Okay. We'll see. All right. So they broke it down in four categories: the '90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the wild card. So the wild card can be f- from uh, anything. So uh, why don't which which side do you want to start with, Brian? Uh, let's start. Let's start with the 2000s. 2000s, okay. So we already know in two in the 2000s, Undertaker was, you know, American Badass to Big Evil to the Phenom. That was the 2000, the, the 2000s era. So let's get on with it and see what we got here. So the first one we got, first matchup, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25 versus Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, No Mercy 2002. How the hell is that eight? I'm sorry. This is no contest. It's it's not no contest, but I'm just saying. But even that, that hell, hell in a cell match. How how did that make it number eight though? Uh, I'm just saying. I had a lot of good matches in the 2000s. Apparently, so, you know. Okay, well, we already know Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25 goes. Yep, that goes. Definitely. Okay. Number so next we got number the number four spot Undertaker versus Randy Orton versus number five Undertaker versus Kurt Angle No Way Out 2006. You ain't got to ask me which one goes. <laughs> but which one it goes for you? I'm, I'm, I'm completely, because I really like Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. But Randy Orton match was good. But I personally like Undertaker and Kurt Angle. Yeah, but I'm about to say, their SummerSlam match and their Armageddon match was better than this WrestleMania match. The best spot out of this was the choke slam into the RKO. Yeah, and that... And that he, that, that's before he got the RKO clean too. So. Exactly. So that, yeah. yeah, I thought that was that's the best spot. But Undertaker Kurt Kurt Angle 2006 definitely goes. Next up for the number third, Undertaker versus Edge at WrestleMania 24 versus Undertaker versus Edge at SummerSlam 2008. Seriously. Um, I mean, I was at the one of these, so like I don't. It, Ah, it's, it's completely. You know what? Honestly, I, I would agree with you because I felt as though that uh, Undertaker Edge at One Night Stand was better than the Hell in a Cell match. At the or Garden. at um, whatever that TLC match was. Yeah, that's the One Night Stand one. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the WrestleMania 24 one. I will also go with WrestleMania 24 because, you mm-hmm. know, Run, Charles. Yeah, you can go for the sprint. You can go for the sprint. <laughs> the dramatics in that what what was what was clean. So yeah, I'm gonna go with that one to win. Even though I think Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker at No Mercy was better than that one. But okay. 
And then the next, we got Undertaker versus Batista at WrestleMania 23, taking on Undertaker versus Triple H at WrestleMania X7. Bruh, stop it. It's going to Batista for me. Oh, uh, my eyes is going to Triple H. What? Don't, yes, man, that match was crazy. They that, went to the crowd. That he match was crazy, but you know. into nowhere. Yo, but. He beat on the referee for no reason. T- nobody believed that Batista had that in him. Okay? To lose? No, no, no. To have a good match like that. And they okay. should have been the, they should have been the main event. The story was great. And Batista and Ernie go out there and kicked ass. That's why it was great. So, you know what? Let's see if we can have a mediator right here. I'm going I'm I'm to see if we can do that. Is my wife available? There we got there we got football, there we got football coin there. You lucky prime. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Fine. I uh, we will get a quarter. I want you to call it. Okay. Tell me when to call it. Okay. There's no, there's no way I take a Batista. Because the the one at WrestleMania 27 was better than that one. All right, call the near. I'm here to officiate. Uh, tails. Damn it! Oh, it's tails. Let's go. Let's go. Undertaker versus Triple H and WrestleMania 7 advances. Batista is down. Batista is down. (laughs) Whatever. All right, next section. Let's do. You want to go to the 90s or you want to go to. Where you want to go? Let's go to the 1990s. Okay. So we got Undertaker versus Mankind, King of the Ring, 1998, or Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. Survivor Series 1991. <laughs> uh, Mankind. You're you not up there with the clanging and the banging? Yeah, I've never even seen this Hogan match, but not, uh, I'm going what? with Mankind. you never seen the safest no, tombstone I, I, on the I chair have, ever? Yes. <laughs> this is the one where, uh, where he said Hogan was complaining about hurting his neck. Yeah, which it was the safest tombstone on the planet. <laughs> Brother, he messed, I don't he messed know up the neck. anybody has heard that. Undertaker tell that story, but that's a good one. That that is a great story. That is a great story. Yeah, mankind goes. Mm-hmm. Undertaker versus Bret Hart WrestleMania, uh, excuse me, SummerSlam nineteen ninety seven. Good match. Or Undertaker versus mankind in your house, buried alive. Now this is the same match I'm thinking of, right, with Shawn Michaels. As a referee. Yes. Yeah, yes. Him. Oh, Bret Hart then. Yeah, but I did like that buried alive match. That that was the best. Buried alive match that they that they had, but ah, uh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with Bret Hart in that one. Undertaker versus Bret Hart in Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Next up, we have Undertaker versus Kane, WrestleMania 14, or Undertaker versus Kane, Unforgiven, 1998, the Inferno oh. match. Okay, okay. Great story well, by these two. Remember, this was Kane oh. had took three tombstones. Mm-hmm. But then the Inferno match, after Vader got involved, I take a leap over the flames and stuff like that, and Kane got burnt. Which one? I, you know what? For, for match wise, I'm going with WrestleMania 14. Yeah, I'm going with WrestleMania too because the Inferno match really didn't. It really didn't have a significant ending. It was just like Kane accidentally caught on fire. Yeah, I, I, he oh. actually beat Kane, and the story going into that because Undertaker was couldn't get anything off. Old Kane in that matchup. So, yes, Kane for WrestleMania 14 goes. 
Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in your house, Bad Blood, nineteen ninety seven, or Undertaker versus Yokozuna Survivor Series, nineteen ninety four. Are you serious? Wow, you're not gonna get added that it was a Hell in a Cell match. It is the first ever Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I would definitely have to say Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Undertaker Shawn Michaels goes for me. Undertaker Shawn Michaels goes. Now let's go to the two th- oh, the 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Let's go 2010s. Who this is oh. this this is a struggle year right here. This this the struggle years right here because after 2011, <laughs> this was a struggle years. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I uh, think I've seen a couple of winners, so I'm, I think I'm good. Undertaker. Versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 26 versus Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt WrestleMania 31. Uh, well, Shawn Michaels moves on in every category. It, Shawn Michaels definitely got this one. This, this is the no DQ streak versus career match at WrestleMania mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, next, we got Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar SummerSlam 2015. Mm-hmm. Versus Undertaker, uh, Undertaker and Ron Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon Extreme Rules, uh, 2019 in Philly. I am actually going to give it to Extreme Rules. So am I. I was there live. Okay. I see Undertaker look good there live. That that SummerSlam match, yeah, the one, that's the one where he did the low blow and he, he had him in the triangle choke and Brock gave him the, the middle finger. I'm sorry, I think his Hell in a Cell match with Brock was way better. Yeah, this, I think this is the one where he had something to prove. This was after the Goldberg match. He was like, he was like, yeah, nah, I gotta. I gotta no, 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 no. This was no Goldberg didn't even happen yet. Are you sure? This was summer 2015. This was, well, 2015. This I'm is talking about the Extreme Rules match. Oh yeah, yeah, that that was after Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, it was after Goldberg. So he was like, yeah, I gotta look good. Yeah. So yeah, that that goes next. Undertaker versus Triple H at WrestleMania 27. Which was one of the worst WrestleManias, and versus then for Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio Royal Rumble 2010. I would say Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio, where Rey Mysterio in the Chargers gear. That was actually a, that was actually a pretty dope match, and we the first time we ever seen it. I, I think th- it's when he broke his nose too. By the way, because I thought this was going to be the Triple H match that you go with, but I'm I, fuck that because this WrestleMania X Seven went. Too much ain't going too many times for me. It's Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio at Royal Rumble 2010. Okay, yeah. And the last go. one, we have Undertaker versus Triple H, end of an era, Hell in a Cell match, versus Undertaker versus Shane McMahon, WrestleMania 32, Hell in a Cell match. It gotta go to end of an era. You going end of an era? I'm going end of an era. I'm going Shane McMahon. Really? 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 The end of an era match... I liked it, but I was like, it's not. Really, it wasn't really a match because all Triple H did was just beat him with a chair thirty times. And what Shane do? Kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one highlight from that matchup. You don't remember the toolbox. You don't remember the. Uh, you know, him I remember on the, coast to coast. Yes, the, the, I remember the tombstone on the uh, on the stairs. But okay, but but but, but, but do, you, do, but, do you remember from uh, the Triple H match the super kick pedigree, which everybody thought it was done. That's the only thing I remember is that and the uh, and the chairs. That's and, oh, and the suck it and then Sean would referee with the emotion because he couldn't beat him the years prior. Man, okay, look, hold in the air. You gotta flip back there, or you can ask your wife. You ask your wife, or you can flip the card. You know what? Good idea. 
Wife! I know you've seen these matches. Yeah, Triple H ain't going over that many times. Uh, but it, it's your fault he did the first time because oh, Batista should be going over. What has happened? Undertaker versus Triple H. Uh, WrestleMania 28. End of an era, Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. We had a party there. You saw that. I know that. I saw that. And then Undertaker versus Shane McMahon. WrestleMania 32. Hell in the Cell. <laughs> so, end of an era goes. Shane gets his one highlight, but that's it. Shane had better Hell in the Cell matches. I.E. Kevin Owens. So, yeah, okay. wild card time. The last section. Oh, uh, that's no. This, this first matchup ain't even fair. It, it really isn't. Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy from Raw uh, July 1st, 2002 versus. Ladder uh, match. In a ladder match. And Undertaker versus Undertaker, someone said 1994. Are you serious? It's Jeff Hardy. Definitely Jeff Hardy. So that goes. Ha. Ah. Batista's down again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should only have been down once, but it's your fault. Uh, Undertaker versus The Rock versus Kurt Angle Vengeance 2002 versus Undertaker uh, Undertaker versus Batista at Backlash 20, uh, 2007. It's It's got to go to Vengeance. Definitely. It, it got to go to Vengeance. That's one of the greatest triple threat matches they ever did. Definitely. Plus the, the one at WrestleMania 20. Uh, here we go. Oh, this may cause a little debate. Undertaker versus Edge, One Night Stand, two thousand eight, or the Six Pack Hell in the Cell match, Armageddon, two thousand. Both matches I've watched many and many and many of times, but the Six Pack is just it's just legendary. You, you're picking the Six Pack Hell in the Cell, where Rikisha can yeah. get chokes him into the farm truck, the hay truck. Yep. Over that, that I just great. like that one moment where they just hit all their finishes back to back to back to back. It just ah, uh, it, 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 it 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 was good, but then don't but you, you can't sleep on Undertaker and Edge Hell in the, uh, to TLC. I thought the TLC was better than the Hell in the Cell. Yeah, it was. I didn't say it wasn't, but uh, I just prefer the six pack challenge. You just you got almost everybody except Rikishi and the best people in, in the whole company, like everybody. And that's you know, and we never we never did get that match again. So yeah, they, I, yeah, really, we never did get that match again, which we should have, but we never did. So I'm gonna go with Armageddon, Hell in the Cell, also. Mm-hmm, yep. Now I think they should have put the Undertaking Edge up here. In the upper echelon. I don't know why this one is the one that's low, but. Yeah. You know. So we got the Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the Boneyard match, or we got the Royal Rumble 2007. Now, don't get me wrong, the Royal Rumble 2007 was good, and him and Shawn Michaels did have like a 15 minute match at mm-hmm. the end of that Royal Rumble before somebody was actually eliminated. So it was actually a whole match that they had at mm-hmm. the end, and the whole 2007 Royal Rumble was actually pretty dope. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, but uh, I probably except Greg Collie. But you know. yeah, okay, me minus him, obviously. But uh, yeah, I, I I thought that I thought that one was dope. It, it, it was actually almost back. Remember the, the next year in 2018, 2008, they both him and Sean was number one and number two. Yep, yep, I remember. Yeah, and that was at, at Madison Square Garden, and that's when Cena came back. And I brought that up because I thought that Rumble match was better than twenty. 
2007. So I'm I don't know. I think the moment is good, mm-hmm. but like I I just I don't know. Maybe just me personally. What didn't really like that rumble. The oh, 08 to 2008. Well, we we, we yeah, have Matt Garden. It's like Undertaker and Sean started all. We have all the stars and all the top people. We have Triple H. We have Mark whoa, Cameron. Whoa, we have Batista. Whoa, we have. Whoa now, whoa now. You said all the top stars. I can run down this list. You got Cody Rhodes at that time. Uh huh. You got a uh, Hardcore Holly at that time. John Morrison at that time in 08. The Miz in 08. Riding Piper in 2008, Jimmy Snooker in 2008, Mick Foley in 2008, Big Daddy V, uh, Umaga, which is he was good, Santino, and this and these are the top guys. Batista, and okay, then you had Mark, you had Mark Henry, then you had Tommy Triple, Dreamer, Triple H, mm-hmm. and uh, well, okay, look, I mean, but 2007, 2007 had what? Rick Flair and Finley starting off. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, you like All right. that was number one. At least number we had two. a good, a good, <clears throat> a good, like solid, like you mm. said, fifteen minute match. Anyway. Look, yeah, but I'm going with the Boneyard match. All right, all right. Ah, fine. Well, I go with Boneyard match. I know Dawn Wells. She hasn't seen the call it on seven rumble, so I ain't gonna even take my chances there. So. Okay, that, that, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Boneyard match, and it was the first <clears throat> Undertaker and WWE cinematic match that was successful. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the, the, the Boneyard match was something that, when we talk about the best and the worst, which is gonna be a big worst list of 2020, that's going in the best category. The Boneyard match. Yep, yep. yep. In, in, uh, definitely. So now that was all of round one. So what we can do is we can do round two. Let's say we that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then save it. Uh, save the final for uh, for next week, or do you want to save it all for next week? Uh, we can save the finals for next week. We can do the the next round now. Okay. Well, then we'll do the next round right now. All right, so let's go on to round two. So we're going to finish round two before we go back next week. So here's here's what we got. Let's start off with the 90s and not the 90s out of the way. Okay. Okay, round two. We have Undertaker and Mankind, King of the Ring in 1998 versus Undertaker versus Bret Hart, SummerSlam 1997. Now we're we're getting into some good matches because we know now, I'm going to say it's the, the hell in the cell with mankind is all about the moments. It's all about him falling off and him falling through hell in the cell. But if you look at it as just a match, it, is it that great of a match? It's a, uh, actually, it's a spectacle. Like it. They got a phone tech spot. We don't think we get those like ever really. Uh, we, we, we got a we got a thumbtack spot. We got a choke stand spot. A tombs like I can really. And then, I mean, Terry Funk got chokes him out of his shoes. That was funny. Uh, yeah, definitely buying time. But when it comes to match quality, I'm going to go Sean versus... I'm going to go Undertaker versus Brett from SummerSlam 97. Yeah, I like I like uh, Undertaker versus Brett 97 too. Yes. I like it. So that goes on. Okay. Now we have Undertaker and Kane from WrestleMania 14 going up against 
Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in your house, Blood Blood, the first ever Hell in a Cell match? I would choose the first ever Hell in a Cell match. So, I mean, yeah, you're not going to guess that. So, it's going to be the first ever Hell in a Cell match. So, oh, next week should be very, very interesting. You're going to have Shawn versus, uh, Shawn versus Brett, kind of, with Undertaker involved. All right, let's go over to 2000. No, I'm way on that one. Let's go to 2010s. Okay. So we have Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26, Streak versus Career, uh, going against Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Wow. Come on now. Yeah. Streak versus Career. Streak versus Career in Arizona, yes, is definitely going to get, that's just one win. All right. Undertaker, next one, Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio at Royal Rumble, which we pick. Versus Undertaker versus Triple H, end of an era. Ah, uh, fine. I guess end of no, well, actually, it's going to end of an I era. Don't, fine, fine. It, 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 look, I, I love Mysterio, but that match don't hold. Like anytime you be like Undertaker versus Mysterio, you be like, what? That happened? Oh yeah, you remember the end of an era, so it's going to be end of an era. Okay, now let's go to. The wild card. Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy uh, on Raw 2002 in a ladder match. Going up against The Undertaker versus The Rock versus Kurt Angle Vengeance of, 2000, uh, of 2002. Ooh, that's a difficult one. That's a, that's a pretty good one. That, yeah. Because you know that ladder match actually shocked me. I thought Jeff actually had it a couple times. That last ride, he's about to do it. He got hit with the chair. That's getting shot me. Uh, but that triple threat was still one of the best triple threats. And it both happened in the same year. Actually, it happened in the same month. Peep that. This is difficult. You know what? I'm going to go with the wild card. I'm going to say Jeff. Yeah, I will pick a unconventional pick here. And I'm going to pick the Jeff Hardy match. Uh, you... I love the triple threat match. I know you're gonna pick the triple threat match, so I'll pick the Jeff Hardy match. All right, we... to make it interesting. All right, well let's just flip. So we can call it. Let's see what happens. Call it. Uh, pants. It's tails. <laughs> okay. The triple threat match goes on from vengeance. Whoo! Okay. would have been fine with me. Uh, either way, I, I I can't agree with you on that one. Undertaker and a six pack. Armageddon Hell in a Cell up against Undertaker versus AJ Styles the Boneyard match. Both matches were unique uh-huh. in what they did. And it's, it's safe to say these are going to be two matches that we probably never will see again. Probably. <laughs> I'm going with the Boneyard match with AJ Styles. Wow, really? Yes, I'm going with the Boneyard match with AJ Styles because Undertaker showed that he can still do it and he, he went with one of the best wrestlers alive today. The six-pack challenge was cool. Uh, some of the negatives was there, you know. I, I know they, they tried to push Rikishi, but I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, not, I understand that whole storyline. Then it was like they only kind of mixed up everybody towards the end because Triple H was going after Stone Cold. The Rock was going after Rikishi. Undertaker was going after Kurt Angle. And Undertaker, you know what I'm saying, only highlight he really had was Chokeslam Rikishi off the top of the hell in the cell. So, 
I gotta go with the Boneyard. What you got? I will go with. I'm going with the, the six man challenge. All right, let's do it now. There you go. Call in the air. Heads. Heads, it is. The six pack Hell in the Cell goes. Wow. Well, that's going to be a good matchup next week. And now let's finish it out with the 2000s. Oh, this is going to be... This is hard personally for me. It's not hard for everybody else, but it's hard personally for me. Kurt, uh, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, Trust Me 25, or Undertaker versus Kurt Angle, No Way Out 2006. Um, now, uh, it's hard for me because Kurt's my favorite, and that was Undertaker's best hand, like wrestling matchup at that time. Like, And then... Once again, it was at a throwaway pay-per-view at No Way Out. If they had the WrestleMania ambiance with it, and it was a streak versus career, I mean, uh, a streak on the line, of course, they had much more stuff like that, then it probably would have been, you know, highlighted as better. But, unfortunately, it wasn't. So, you got to go to Shawn versus Undertaker. Definitely got to go to Shawn versus Undertaker. Oh, no question. We're not going to sleep like that Kurt Angle Undertaker match wasn't great. It was, but it, it went Shawn and Undertaker. Okay. Then we got Undertaker Edge at WrestleMania 24 versus Undertaker versus Triple H WrestleMania X7. Really? It should have been it should have been Undertaker versus Batista, but okay. Batista this, is down. This, this, this reminds me of, you know, that, that Michael Jackson thing that we did. <laughs> y'all didn't like y'all okay. like y'all understand, man. So, which one is it going to be? Undertaker Edge or Undertaker Triple H? Undertaker Triple H X7, I'm telling you right now, is not making it that far from me. Not over well, this Edge match. I would give it to... You know what? I'll give it to Triple H. Hey, don't do this, bro. <laughs> don't, okay, fine. We'll flip. Call it. Tails. Yes! Heads Undertaker versus Edge is the one going through. Now, guys, next week is the... Oh, we got some great matches uh, coming up next week. So this, one, this one's coming up next week. We got Undertaker and Bret Hart versus Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in the 90s. Then we got Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in WrestleMania 26. Versus uh, uh, end of an era Undertaker versus Triple H in uh, end of an era matchup. Wow, it's a lot of DX going around. In the two thousands, we have Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels to uh, WrestleMania twenty five versus Undertaker and Edge from WrestleMania twenty four. Then the wild card we have um, the. Triple Threat match from Vengeance 2002 versus the Armageddon six uh the six pack Hell in a Cell match. Sounds good. Sounds crazy. You know it. So, dope. That is the was that's the that's the one that's the final four, isn't it? One two three four. Oh no no no! The Elite Eight, and then we do the final four. Uh, that, that should be good. We we want to find out a winner 
next week on the show where we do our Survivor Series predictions and what we think is going to happen with that and stuff like that. Yeah, so now we're going to move on. Uh, real quick, though, probably before, you know what I'm saying, uh, we leave. I, I want to talk about this. You saw it yesterday. Did you see the AEW Special 1.0 event for AEW games? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I yeah, I saw the whole thing. Yep. So I, I waited like forty minutes on it, but I saw it. I I did the reaction to it. Uh, you guys should check out my reaction on NC Studios on the Fat React. It did pretty, it's doing pretty well. We had two hundred twenty five views right now. So uh, I thought it was it, it was a double vast. I, I got to react to the whole event and this event right here. We are learning what's coming up. For the AEW games. And now, not only did we have the whole Steve Jobs presentation uh, with Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, uh, Britt Baker, and um, what's the referee's name? Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey Edwards. We we got three different AEW games coming. Two mobile games and one console game. And I figure right now on the podcast, it's w- w- what a better place to talk about it. So yeah, nah, that's cool. yeah. they, they 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 revealed okay I, I'll say the best for last so they revealed a mobile game I'm not I'm not in the mobile games at all are you in the mobile games? Uh, I think the last mobile game I played was like the the uh, Power Rangers. Um, I forgot what it was. Legacy Wars. Yeah. Now, now don't get Legacy Wars has a great roster. I just don't like the uh. What is it? I, I'm 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 not into the, the mobile fighting games, especially if it's like you know you can't take your partner like, nothing like that. But we got two mobile games coming, and one of them is called AEW Elite General Manager. So it's a general manager mode on the cell phone, which as a mobile game I can't get mad at because everybody. Since every time you hear about 2K every year, everybody's been asking general manager mode. I want general manager mode. And I mean, me personally, I'm like, yeah, I would like to see it back if they change some things to it. But when I go back and play SmackDown versus Raw 2007, 2008, you know, 2006 when the general manager mode is on there, I'm like, all right, you know, it could be fun, but... There's stuff that got to be changed to it because I don't want the same old general manager mode because that'll be boring. Well, yeah. That, yeah that'll be, I'm, I'm like, I don't think people truly realize that I, general manager mode to me didn't age well. And I, I understand what they were trying to do with universe mode, but it's like, okay, when you do general manager mode, I want to feel like the manager. I want to be able to pick pick the manager, pick the show. I want to do the, the WWE draft and I want to be able to, like, I remember I said that it should be a ratings thing. Like, if your show is not performing as at the top of you, you can do, you have to make sure you had to boost those ratings. And then you got to also think, like, how can you make it pe- uh, uh, appeasing for people to play or to be for content creators? Like, how, how do you play that to show somebody on YouTube? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but now it being a mobile game for AEW and you know it's showing like you you set up the matches you you pay the superstars you have a budget and I'm like huh maybe general manager does work better as a mobile game what do you think I still would like this feature to be in a I would still like this feature to be in the game though 
I mean, I do agree with you. I mean, it should be more obviously. It should be more elaborate in, in, on on a console game. Yeah, it should have more options. Yeah, like, like, well, well, yeah. more more options, more, more things to do. You know, say I I think I think that 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 would truly be cool. And I'm saying, so you know, I, I'm curious to see like, but I think it will be a good pastime when you fall. Like, I'm not into mobile games. I when it comes to handheld stuff, I play play my Switch. I don't play mo- mobile any games anymore. The only mobile game I really played was Subway Surfer. Okay. Yeah, so that's the only that's the only one I really played. I'm just not into the all touch. I, I want my buttons. I'd rather have my Nintendo Switch or my Switch Lite and play handheld stuff. But that's not the only mobile game that's coming. We also have a mobile game called uh, AW Casino Double or Nothing. So obviously. Double or nothing is their casino based pay per view. We got the chips and everything like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. A gambling style game on the phone? I can actually get with that. That seems like such a Cody Rose thing. It it, it, it do. It it really do. I'm like I, first of all, now the, the whole trailer for it was dope. So I mean I like it. Now obviously I don't think it's gonna be like FanDuel or you know where you can actually do like legit bets on AEW, which would be kind of dope, though, wouldn't it? It would be cool, but like I um, one thing I actually liked about this whole like um, this whole event, mm-hmm. so one the Steve Jobs, they all came out of Steve Jobs and all, but yeah, the mention, the weird mention of Tony Khan, it's it's funny though. TK, yeah, see, yeah. I, I talked to my boss, you know, my boss Tony Khan, TK, yeah. he might have heard of me, and then like the next person to come out, said, I said, hey, boss, TK, hey. You might have heard of him. And then Britt Baker was like, yeah, so I told my boss, TK, Tony Khan, you know, Tony Khan. And then uh, yeah. Cody came out. <laughs> and Cody was like, I want to talk about somebody which hasn't been mentioned tonight. My boss, TK, hey. Tony Khan. I don't know if you heard about him. <laughs> like, the whole thing was just funny. I think that, I think that was I think that was dope. Like I said, I liked the way they, they was doing that. And, well, the good news is this casino game was coming this winter. Yeah. So it's not it, my thing, but it's still cool. I mean, you know, I, I'm willing to try. I, I think it's gonna be like play gambling. Now, I, I don't, now if you could do some real gambling with it, that I, I don't. That may be interesting. Now, what if they? Uh, what are they trying to make it like how how the people do fantasy draft? It's like you start and you set somebody for the week. That that'd be weird. That, that but that'll be cool though. Like you I, start you start guard reality, he get destroyed. It, <laughs> like oh, yeah, like it's like you got to see the, the the only thing about fantasy wrestling is that you got to have like a huge roster. So that means now I mean I'm not saying AEW don't have a huge roster, obviously, but obviously they they only got one show and then they got AEW Dark, and so you got you got to really be invested in all them shows. So, so it's probably this if you got to probably pick like a team. A five or maybe ten mm-hmm. superstars. I would say like five or six. Yeah, and then five and like one wild card or something. Yeah, so whatever you start with, those are the ones that's going to give you the points each week, and then you'll see. So it's like okay, obviously everybody because if everybody's going to be playing, you know, or you you may have it like, or maybe the pool will be only like ten. Somebody gonna end up getting like Peter Avalon or something. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to think when when it comes to the, the top pick. If you look at all the, you you can probably the, the top guys like the, the top top guys in AEW are what it's probably about seven of them. You got Moxley, uh, yeah, more or less. Yeah, you got Moxley, you got Omega, you got Jericho, 
You got uh, Hangman. Hangman. You you got like see I would I I don't know if Brian Cage would consider a, a, a top guy that you would get in the first round. In my opinion, like be, so I, don't think. I, I mean, C- Cody would definitely be a top guy. The Young Bucks, like those are all <laughs> the, those are all first round picks to me. And then okay. and, and then after that, it'll be like okay, so did it, and we'll, we'll go lower down the card to like uh the the Lucha Bros or you know so that'll be like those would be Orange Cassidy would be in your second round uh and stuff like that. Then your third round will probably be your Will Hobbs and stuff like that. So you know it 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 it, it, it all depends. It tr- it truly all depends. Yeah, it depends on how you do it. How they how, it depends on how they do it as well. Yeah, so like I said we didn't really get any News on what what the uh, the game stuff is going to be, or the casino stuff is going to be. But it's time to get to the main thing, and the main thing is the console game, the the AEW game. I I, I don't know what, what it's going to be. You know, what I'm saying I don't know if it's going to be called AEW Dynamite. Probably is, but it's going to be. A, a, I don't think it's going to be called AEW Dynamite. I think it might be called like. I think it's going to have, like, a name, like, No Mercy, like, an actual name. It, it, it probably was, I mean, you know, but it, it should have a name of what something that represents AEW. So, unless you want to call it AEW All Out, AEW All In. Maybe, maybe, maybe AEW All Yeah, maybe All In. Uh, who knows? Because they are looking to make the best wrestling game of all, and then they have gotten the No Mercy director... Uh, I I cannot pronounce this man's name. Go to Sun. Go to There you go. Okay. With that being said, they uh already are saying that they they want to, the Yorks who left two K last year, and we see what the abyssal we got with two K twenty has now come to work on his AEW game. I think Did that's they what they just leave two K only last year. Yes. They left. Wow. They I know they've been with them for years. I thought they left like two. I thought they left like when they got two K. No, they they were still working with them, and they just left. Like, okay. That's why the game was so bullshit bad because two K had to build it from the ground up, and it was lacking so much stuff. So now they were going to say AEW game, and now uh, they showed footage of it of Kenny Omega going up against Jericho. However, they said this is not going to be the final build of the game yet, but. They did, did a lot of things they showed already in the trailer. One, one they showed that it was more of like an arcadey style game. Then they showed that you can have intergender matches because Sheeta came out and attacked Omega. It gave him a Falcon's arrow, and I think because Kenny Omega loves No Mercy so much, his his friend Xavier Woods loved WrestleMania two thousand so much. And those were the best N64 games. And you could put WCW versus NWO Revenge on there. Those were the best wrestling games that we had in N64. And I I, I think that they want to go back to a place where you can have fun with wrestling games again. And I agree. You just want to, you just want to play with your friends and just have fun playing a wrestling game again. 
And now, and once again, obviously, if they if they take the with the director, they take the, the no the no mercy approach. Obviously, with more updated graphics and more updated moves. Because so, your thoughts on the on this console game? They said it's going to be on next gen and current gen. So that means we're probably, we're going to get a PS4 version, an Xbox One version, maybe a Nintendo Switch version. Not sure. And a PS5 version and a Xbox Series X version. So. Your, okay. Your thoughts on that? For one, I gotta say I like the graphics. I know people people say, "Oh, the graphics is not the same as WWE," but I don't think they they want to emulate the WWE graphics like the photorealistic. Mm-hmm. They just want to get it as close as they can, but make the game, like they they rather focus on gameplay than graphics. While WWE only focus on graphics and they have crappy gameplay. Yeah. Well, uh, well, see, I I think it's two different kinds, and I think that. It's a, it goes by company, you know, and it looks like when they got the guy from No Mercy, and you can tell by the way, first of all, that's not the final build again. So they already said that. So they already said so. Most those things could obviously change. And two, I think this is they're going for the more arcadey style game. Yeah. And like I said, when people, if the, the director from No Mercy is working on this, <clears throat> he's going to go. For, obviously, he's going to go for the more realistic approach with with, with, the, with the graphics, but it's I think it's I, I really think it's going to feel like uh, WrestleMania from PS3. Remember that game, Legends of WrestleMania? Okay. okay. I, I think I think oh, it, I, okay. the graphics do look like that game. Yeah, I, I'm not saying the gameplay going to be like that, but I'm yeah. just saying. But I think that's what they're going to do with Legends of WrestleMania. Which I, now, the way I look at it. This is actually great news because that means that puts 2021 in a battlefield next year. That means ver- four wrestling games are coming out next year. I'd probably get two of them. Now, what, uh, well, the reason why I'm saying that is because it'll bring up competition. Yeah. And that way, because it ain't like people at 2K like, I don't know what AEW's doing. These game developers know where the competition is at. And that means two K got to bring their A game because one you missed a year, and now you got to bring your A game to really get the fans back on track. Because you, the difference here now is that you got three other wrestling games coming out. One AEW is probably coming out next year, late next year. Then you got the uh, Virtual Basement game. I don't know what what that is, but. Uh, it's called uh, the wrestling code or something like that. Yeah, so I don't know what kind of game it's gonna play like. And then you also have no, it's supposed to be like next gen. Graphics look good. Okay. On what they've shown. And then you have uh, for the old school heads the Retromania game that's coming uh-huh. out. Yep. And like I said, so because it was supposed to come out this year, but it didn't. So now that leaves three different wrestling games where. They are fresh, they are brand new, and nobody has played them yet. And 2K has already missed a year after a failure game. That yeah, means. And I think, by the way, I think AEW, I think they're going to have their game to where you, can only, you only buy one game. They may have download DLC. I think this might be one of those type of games. They might have a yeah. DLC or something every, maybe every month or something like that. Somebody changed their hair or oh, yeah, a tattoo they, or something. Did they keep the roster updated? Yeah, I think they might do it like that. What now? How, they no, don't. Uh huh. 
I was gonna say they don't. I don't think they have enough to just be doing it every year like WWE does, just so you can buy a new game. Mm-hmm. And then they did say they wanted it to be fun and playable, so I think they want to have a game where you just have fun playing it rather than just waiting for the next one to come out and you're done playing it after like five months or two months. You now, in your opinion, you know, we've been playing wrestling games for years. What will keep you interested in a wrestling game? To be honest with you. Replayability. Like, when I'm playing the WWE games, I'm, like, bored when I'm playing them by myself. Like, if you're not playing with nobody, they're kind of boring to you. But I, I don't... Okay, I understand that I'm saying, but what would you want to put... Like, in this AEW game, okay, of course the gameplay got to be fun, but it's like, what do you guys see? Because if you play AEW by yourself, would you want to keep doing it? Or, like, if, if you pop I mean, in... If, if you I'm pop, able to do ridiculous things, then yes. If you pop in No Mercy right now, it's like, oh, I'm playing No Mercy... How long would you play No Mercy? For a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be on that joint too, but I, I also want to play with somebody. So I'm saying, so what does this game have to deliver to you that, that, that will make you want to play for a while? Replayability, wrestling, and ridiculousness. Like, No Mercy and SmackDown, Here Comes to Paint It on them was fun because you got to jump off a building and just do stuff that just is crazy. Yeah. It's just fun. Just ridiculous stuff. I would like to do ridiculous stuff, but I also want something like, like the one thing that, the one thing about No Mercy that I liked is that instead of DLC and you had to wait a month to download the characters or the case may be, they had the SmackDown Hotel. Mm-hmm. And you had to go and it's like, man, if I want to complete the Godfather because he was the good father in that game, I got to buy the hat and cane. I got to buy the walk. You know, say I got to do all that stuff and get get the moves. But then I had to go through different. I like how di- each championship had its own story. That's one thing that I like. I like that if I'm going down the path for the WWE Championship, that that path is different from the Intercontinental, from the Hardcore to the Tag Team. So with AEW, it's like okay, we got the AEW Championship, the, the TNT Championship, the Tag Team Championships. Especially when they're, 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 they're so big on tag team wrestling. And we have the AW Women's Championship. Like, I, I would like to play a story or a season going through all those championships. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to play, uh, you know, AW. I, I would like to try out all these different. I want them to, you know, don't discriminate. Put all the characters in there and, and, and try them out in different matches. And now, since they got in, in the gender stuff, like, I'm not trying to be funny here or being softful or hateful or anything like that, but like, wouldn't it be cool to see like Sunny Kiss versus Brandy Rose? Yeah, I mean, you could be able to do that in that game. Though. Yeah, or, or Sunny Kiss versus, versus Nala Rose, whatever the case may be. It's just like uh-huh. you know, I I I I, 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 I like I like to see those mix or, or Nala Rose taking on Brian Cage. I like to see those kind of uh, interaction and, and that kind of. That, that kind of crazy stuff. And long as the gameplay, like he just said, but he says, I want it to be a game that's easy to pick up but hard to master. So. That's, that is what he said. Yeah, so that right there, I'm looking at it like, okay. Because, you know, sometimes people, it's hard it's hard to pick up 2K, but it's easy to master. Now, I've mastered 2K like that. But for some people, it's hard, oh, it's yeah. hard, it's hard to pick up that game. So now. So I'm assuming. The button system is gonna be crazy. Then. I, I, I'm assuming the button system will probably be more arcadey, like No Mercy. But it took a while to master No Mercy. Kenny Omega, like the 
basically. <laughs> is that yeah? I mean, because it's it's uh, it's hard. It was hard to master No Mercy. It was easy to pick it up, but it's just like okay, the hard grapple, the strong grapple. The only one thing I didn't like about No Mercy was the blocking. I did not like the block. Like you know, you, you stick your chest out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, we need a better blocking system than that. But uh, it, like I said, it was st- it, it was still fun. It's like it, and uh, it, it's just I think it, it excites me because it makes it, it makes the battlefield really interesting ne- next year because. You, you want to see what WrestleMania is going to do. You want to see what Virtual Basement is going to do, and then everybody wants to see what Two K is going to do. I mean, I think I don't really think they want to see what Two K is going to do. I think they just want to see can they compete. Yeah, and I say Two K is back to get the wall now to the point because everybody knows Two K is going to be the simulation based wrestling game, where the AEW game is going to be the um, arcade kind of game. And if they can compete, and honestly, if I'm 2K, it, it's not just a game I gotta come out the ba- you know the back with. I gotta come out the back with uh, social media, commercials, promotion. Like you have to do because remember last year it we didn't get we, we barely got anything, and then we, we was getting stuff on social media. It was revealing roster members on social media. Then they were talking about this big uh, commercial that they're going to do with all the superstars and legends like they did for the NFL 100, which was nothing like it. And I was like, y'all could have did a lot better than that. Like, they got to go out uh, go out their way and start in May of next year, of 2021, and be like, all right, this is the countdown to 2K. 21 starting in May we reveal that the game's coming out and then then June we get we get who's on the cover and then July we get the trailer and then August we get the roster reveal and then September we get gameplay October the game comes out or November and that way it can compete because that means AEW games on YouTube is going to be doing the same thing soon as they get news soon as they get a trailer soon as they get a roster reveal you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it should be a... Uh, so, so, I wonder what their roster would look like. That'd be, cr- that'd be crazy. I would love to see what AEW roster would look like. Because they probably, they probably would do it on their YouTube channel. And I'm like, I, I just hope that everybody gets a chance to shine. Like, put every... This, this should be a chance to put literally everybody in the game. It should have over 100 people on there. And then well, the, the, the question mean, is... I like, don't want to see... Um, I don't want to see, like, some of the jobbers that they use... For the pandemic, such as what you mean, like, like uh, Ben Carter. <laughs> okay, I said it though, but I mean, I want to yeah. see everybody from the top, from John Moxley to everybody to like, like George Janela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, and they only work one day a week, so they should be able to mocap their own entrance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mocap. Get some voiceovers, and they're trying to do a story, or something like that. Because, because obviously, you can take the old elements from No Mercy, but you got to bring in some of the new elements also. Mm-hmm. People don't want a Pokemon text uh, base kind of season mode when you got superstars that actually can do some talking and do some promos. And even though it's arcade, you know, ar- ar- archaic, I still want to wrestle like Kenny Omega. I still want to wrestle. Like MJF, I still want to wrestle like you know Warlow. I I, I still want to do all those crazy Luchasaurus things. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, 
So I know they probably gonna mocap the interest. Do you think they gonna mocap their moves and movements and stuff too? I think they are because they showed. You know how you you're displaying a move in 2K, and they showed you know the little green guys and stuff. They showed that for the Young Bucks Meltzer driver. That could have been anybody though. <laughs> it it, it could have been. I'm just saying, but you know, I mean, like, now I don't see why not. Now I I will say when they showed the Hikaru Shida footage when mm. she bounced off the ropes, that's how she bounces off the ropes in real life. And when uh, Omega, what did he do? He like countered Jericho, something he did. Yeah. Like how, how Omega counters in real life, where he goes under and he got like the, it's like he like turned off his speed. I don't know how. Yes, yeah, like, I, I mean because yeah. yeah, that's how he he countered the, the uh, Judas effect back elbow, and I was like he mm-hmm. slid underneath that thing. I was like I, I like that. I hope everybody doesn't do that, but that's what something Kenny, Kenny Omega would do. Yeah, so if they have player like movements coming back, I love that. Like you know. Cody's in the ring and he randomly just flexes and kisses by step or you know how Brock Lesnar used to used to be in the ring with, before he threw a clothesline yeah like it's just stance yeah and he they have a- player stances then I would love that I, 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 I also think that AEW and the name is going to sell itself yeah it's going to sell itself and, and that, that's that, that's one thing it got going forward that's why I'm saying 2K's backs against the wall and once again, Vince McMahon is going to have to like understand that because I'm pretty sure they're they're going to Vince right now, and Triple H are like, look, if y'all want to beat AEW in the gaming front, because remember, 2K lost them a lot of money last year. Definitely did. 2K look that it, it to the point where it pissed Vince off, and he was trying to get into the means. I'm like, no, bro, this is not your area. Vince McMahon, you, you, what you got to do is you got to let. It be easy. In other words, if they say, "Look, I think the fans will like this," and Vince is like, "Well, that's not on WWE TV." I'm like, "But say if the fans want a buried alive match, right? Mm-hmm. Or they want an Inferno match to come back, mm-hmm. or they they want a, a, a new casket match, or they want the War Games match." And Vince is like, "Well, we don't show those matches on TV because we're some some company." I'm like, "Bruh, you're you're in the fight of your life right now." You should. That shouldn't I don't think be. Vince cares about the video games as much as like other people. No, but see, the, but, but the thing is, Vince approves all this shit. So if they, if Two K tries to put certain, I know match- if they try to do something different, he don't care. about he don't care if the change bringing him more money. He don't care. Like if the change helps out the video game. No, no. At first he don't, but after the disaster of Two K Twenty, now when, when like I say. After 2K20 lost him so much money, and especially on the video game front, and he lost his XFL, when 2K comes back to him and Triple H this year, it's going to be he's going to take it differently. In other words, he it may be on a thing like do whatever you got to do to be a because even if you don't talk to if you don't talk to the 2K guys, I'm pretty sure Triple H knows that like yo shit AEW got a game on the horizon. That's going to compete with us, and we got to get ahead of this thing and try to make this the best. Because AEW is already saying we're calling this the best wrestling game ever. Mm-hmm. That's some ballsy shit to say. And I'm like, I mean, I think, I think they can do it. Oh, oh, obviously, absolutely. I think they, they, hands down they can do it, but it's still some ballsy shit to say. 
And it, it just saying, if I'm working for 2K or I'm working for WWE, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta. I'm scared right now. I'm scared. It ain't like we we came off a successful 2K game. And it ain't like we we came off like the only 2K games that I like is 2K19 and 2K14. But other than that, we ain't come off of nothing. We ain't come off of nothing. And if if I was 2K right now, I'll be like, look, if they if they playing no mercy, I'm playing SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Yeah, well, I mean, people literally been asking for a game like that, and literally 2K every year says no. It's like, we want a fun game that we can replay. 2K says, no. Get what we give you. Yep, and then, well, now the forums came out, and they had that whole thing earlier this year talking about some ask fans what y'all want to see in 2K22, and the whole check closes at, was it May 22nd? So, of course, they got thousands of fucking people already in there of what they wanted to see. So, hopefully that means they'll listen. But all I know is it's going to be some competition next year, and I can't wait to see it. The only thing I wish a game that would get this kind of competition is Madden. I'm so sick of Madden. And I'm like, I, I was hoping that 2K will come back and get fo- a football game, or we can get. Uh, I was hoping EA will come back with like Street and do like. I, mean, I don't think nobody. Madden is like the only. Like, nobody really cares. Like, it ain't no other league that's going to come and. Be like, yeah, we the official football. But I'm just saying, but remember back in the day, you had Madden, you had ESPN 2K, and then you had NFL Blitz. Like, you had yeah, different football games. Yeah, but I'm saying now, games. I don't think nobody else is going to be like the official NFL game. Yeah, I know, but that's why Madden sucks every year. There's, there's no competition to pull from. So I'm like, so hopefully with the next gen, with the PS5 coming out, uh, what came out this past Thursday, but when we're recording this, it obviously hasn't come out yet, so I'm just saying. And welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. I am your host, Mr. A&N. Joining me is not Deion Sands of Primetime. Woo, what's going on, everybody? It's me. It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yep, and now we're talking about the Wednesday Night War from... November 11, 2020 of NXT and AEW Dynamite. And we have John Gano trying to break his curse tonight. But along with, we have uh, MJF's uh, inclusion into the inner circle. So who won for tonight? Well, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get right up into that. So um, we got a couple matches announced for tonight. And we're going to start off tonight with the North American Championship, Johnny Gorgano. So Gorgano has the Sasha Banks curse uh, when it comes to ch- championship. He, he wins the championship, but when it comes time to defend the championship, he always loses the championship. So he said, tonight, this curse is going to be done. So in the ring, he has I a- think. Didn't he lose it the first time this quickly when he lost the Velveteen? Did he lose it in like a week? I think he might. I think he might have. Whenever he lost it, it was like yeah. way too quick for him to lose it. So that's why I was like, man, okay. Uh-huh. Actually, he might have had it for two weeks because um he was in a feud with Velveteen and he was like him and uh Chompa was tag team partners and they both had both belts. Oh. You know, I I gotta look I gotta probably look back into that, but I think you may be right on that one. Yeah, well, I do remember they both had it at the same time when they fought Dream and uh and them at the halftime heat. So it was around that time. Ah, uh, remember, remember halftime heat. Uh, so 
Gorgano has his wheel, like he did How We Have It, and there's different names on there of who's going to spin it, who's who's going to win this. And there's obviously one scribbled out name. As he spins the wheel, you see the wheel is being manipulated. It's not an actual spin. And it falls on Leon Ruff. Who exactly? Nobody knows who Leon Ruff is. He's a jobber, skinny guy that we see Austin Theory beat up a couple weeks ago. So now Leon Ruff is out here to go get Jack Gorgano. So obviously... We knew, honestly, from seeing this, I was like, okay, he's going to beat him down in a couple seconds just to embarrass him. Damian Priest is going to come out, and we're going to continue this rivalry. So that's basically kind of what happened as Damian Priest is actually in the crowd watching Gorgano. But then all of a sudden, Leon Ruff hits a crucifix bomb pin on Gorgano and wins a three-count and Leon Ruff, I'm not even lying to you guys. Leon Ruff is your new NXT North American champion. Yeah, at this point, I would rather Velveteen. I would rather Kashia. He getting a big push. I would rather um, Austin Theory. Uh, not Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes! Not, not Cameron no. Grimes. No. Nah. Anybody moon. other than Cameron Grimes and Leon Ruff. Yeah, uh, look, I'm just saying Cameron Grimes, Sheeta. Velveteen, well, I mean, Velveteen, I mean, he's going to suffer, but I mean, Cameron Grimes and Kushida were my two picks to probably just take it. But no, this Leon Ruff guy, and this man is so skinny, he can't even believe he won. Damian Priest goes up there and puts the belt around him and just falls right down. This man is literally that skinny. It's a joke. I don't know if you've seen the Triple H picture, but he pointed to the title was on the ground, so he had to point it down. He took a, did he do, he did a favorite Triple H picture? Yes. Oh, no fuck, man. He did the Triple H picture, and when he pointed to him, he, the, the title was still around his ankles. So he, Triple H is doing like this and pointing down to his ankles. Come on, man. Look, I, as y'all see us on here, we all four are colored men getting an opportunity, but I was not expecting Leon Ruff to pull a one, two, three kid. I This is more of an upset than one, two, three kid. Uh, yeah, because. We don't know who this guy is, and I don't think that was for the title or anything. Yeah, so and I'm like, there's no way this guy is holding after a week. There's no way this guy is holding after a week. I think this is a chance for somebody else to come out and beat him, and then he just starts something new, and Damian Priest and Gargano probably still go, but not for a title. Yeah, well, Gargano and Priest got to get separated because Gargano plays Priest for the loss. But then it goes right into our next match. Kind of like a you know what? Uh, I think I got an idea, but I, I'll save it. So oh, I'll what's the idea? What's the idea? Uh, it goes into the thing for later, so I'll just save it. Okay. NXT Cruiserweight Champion Santos Escobar takes on Jake Atlas uh, for the NXT Ch- Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, so this matchup uh, was all right. I'm kind of actually tired of seeing the Jake Atlas Escobar kind of rivalry going on. I'm like, I kind of want to bring Swerve back in here and see if he can get. Hey, wait a minute! This is like their first match, honestly. Well, you ready, to see, Swerve, you ready to see Swerve come back already? Okay, well, I mean, I like Swerve. Okay, look, I like Swerve too, but he literally fought Swerve like ten weeks in a row almost. It wasn't that many times, and yes, Jake Atlas—he fought him. He fought him. He fought him with two different partners, and then. He fought him singles. Next week, he fought him. He had two separate partners. 
that he fought him again, that he had two other separate partners. Okay, and uh, the Jake Adams, he fought, him, he fought him a Halloween heavy, and I was like, well, I know where this is going to go. Uh, uh, after Atlas tries to do the cartwheel DDT from the top row, Escobar grabs him and, and gives him a uh, a double underhook, uh, that, kind of like a DDT, but he comes down on his knee. So let me ask you a question real quick. Uh-huh. Is 205 Live just superstar, like uh, WWE Superstar is the main event for the Cruiserweights? That's what it's looking like right now. Okay. Because okay. 205 Live ain't not. First of all, I don't even still doing, still doing 205 Live. Yes, they and are I like, because I see. doing it if yeah. you got NXT got two Cruiserweight Championship. And I see like people like Monsoor still on there. So I was like, what are they fighting for? Like, <laughs> all right. You don't need them shows, but I know they, they try to get some of these these cats exposed. They really don't need these shows during quarantine, shows. though. Like, just let them go home. Something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's already bad up the shit you're doing. You really them, wasting these time. Hey, I the people who uh, go to the Thunderdome, like, yeah, I'm gonna be on SmackDown. I'm gonna be on Raw. No, you're on Superstars or you're on Main Event. <laughs> yep, that's basically that's basically what gonna be. Terrible. Uh, we have. Dexter Loomis is in the back uh, at, at the Santos wins, drawing a zombie chasing camera grimes, zombie referee uh, uh, chasing camera grimes. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez walks to the ring to get ready for her match with Zia Lee, who called her out last week. So uh, when, when we come back, we're looking. Uh, Sasha Blackheart already comes back and says she's looking to Kansas ass for what happened last week. And then we go to Raquel Gonzalez versus Zia Lee. So, uh, Gonzalez in the ring, she's ready. Zion Lee doesn't come out. Boa comes out, and he stands and says that she isn't here, and, and they won't have their match. And then Raquel screams, she called me out, and she's beating up Boa. He says, I'm really sorry. And Boa's really selling for her. He goes and gets tossed on the outside, and he gets a one-arm powerbomb by Raquel Gonzalez. And then she walks off, but then Boa comes, and then there's a video of a white dragon that comes like across the Dunderdome screens and everything. And this mysterious guy walks down and puts uh, a letter in Boa's hand and puts a marking on the back of his hand. So we're really getting a very cultural nah. Chinese kind of storyline here. I, wait I don't know what it's leading to, though. I wait till after air. You sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, so you, you know what's going on here? No, what is ignorance. So I didn't want to say Oh, okay, okay. I just say, but uh, I, I mean, but yeah, I'm just like we, we we're getting into real, you know, kung fu flick movies up here right now that we get really into that territory. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know where this is going. I don't know. If they try to create a stable with Zaylee, or they try to repackage her, or to keep like who are these mysterious people? I don't even know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh. We get the whole Thatch student thing. I kind of actually missed this one. But uh, I miss them every single week. Every, after the first one, I turned. You don't like the Thatch K Thatch Cast? Nah, it's just like the Gargano house. It's like, why? Well, Tony's going against Candice LeRae, cake back there. All right, and, man, uh, let me tell you. The cameraman and this entrance. Mm. I'm doing his thing. You're right. It's like. It's like he has almost the best camera work 
besides the cameraman for the beautiful people when they used to come out. It's like, <laughs> hello. I know you remember the interests where the, the cameraman used to be, uh, and they used to get all the close shot. Yeah, he do all that. He said, "Fuck, I'm working overtime tonight. Who cares?" <laughs> uh, pretty good matchup by, by these two. Uh, Candace, Candace goes for a moonsault. Storm gets out the way, hits a headbutt, and then uh, Storm lays uh, gives her gives a German suplex to Larray, but then she takes it to, uh, to, to to the corner, hits her head on the top turnbuckle, rolls her up with her feet on the middle rope, and pins Tony Storm. So she cheats to win. And uh, Tony Storm is, is, is obviously pissed. She goes and starts beating her up. And then Ghostface comes out mm-hmm. and starts attacking Tony Storm. Now I can tell. Before you kept telling me. And I'm like, okay, is there people under that? that, that, that I swear I thought outfit? it was obvious. Huh? I swear I thought it was obvious. Not at Halloween having it, was it? Ha- she but, but, literally, but for one, two weeks, she was like, I got your back, Gargano. It was randomly. Helping them win matches. And then she dresses up at, for Halloween, helps them win the match. And now people's like, I wonder who it could be. I'm like, it's the same person that's been helping in the past two weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know who was supposed to be out there, but the actual physical person underneath there, well, she, she comes down and uh, Sazi Blackheart comes to help also, but, you know, doesn't fulfill. Indy Hardwell uh, takes off the screen mask and it is her. So there you have it. I like she's getting more TV time, though. I like it. Yeah. Um, I like that all the, not the NXT people, but like, like all the people that I used to go to live shows and watch them wrestle or watch them sell t-shirts or watch them do the arm wavy thing. They're all doing good now. Like Deanna Perrazzo, every time I went, she was always doing the wine. Raquel, uh, Raquel Gonzalez always doing like, I'm glad all of them are getting TV time, which mm. is good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm especially glad. Bianca Belair. Oh my gosh, she's even, even, out. even though I didn't oh. get my little thickness this week, but uh, it's all right. <sighs> she had a great match last week. She'll be there. I'm pretty sure she'll be making an appearance next week or whenever. Yeah. Next up is Timothy Thatcher taking on Dexter Loomis. Uh, for some reason, he ain't ditched the, the Samuel Shaw shirt, and I'm like, that's very Samuel Shaw. With that shirt that he had on, that, that little tight black uh, button shirt he had, the pervert shirt, huh? The pervert shirt, yeah, the pervert shirt, yeah, with with the little two button collar, and then uh, he goes for a spine buster on Timothy Thatcher, but it appears to hurt his arm. So of course Thatcher works on the arm of uh, Dexter Loomis, and then he finally uh, gets him down in a crucifix pin, and then. Uh, he cannot. He uh, Loomis is too weak on the arm. He can't kick out. So uh, Timothy Thatcher steals the win here, but we're not done because Cameron Grimes comes out. But then uh, Dexter Loomis sits up and stares at her, beats him down a little bit. But Cameron Grimes uh, guillotines his arm on the top rope, beats him down, puts a, a sack over his head, and get and then as they're on the outside, Dexter Loomis goes to the crowd and just reaches for a chair, swings blindly, but misses. And then uh, Cameron grabs him in the chair and gives him the, the uh, cave-in, which, mm-hmm. which actually did look sick on the chair. So are they pushing towards a blindfold match? I hope not. Blindfold matches never work out great. I hope not. Because when I seen this, and then somebody instantly posted up the the, uh, the gif of Triple H in a blindfold match, and he was talking to the corner, and no one was there. God, so. I hope not. 
this is an NXT thing, so maybe they, they that's that's an NXT thing to do. Um, it's what I feel like it's an NXT thing to do. Mm-hmm. They might. Who knows? Who who knows on that? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jago Gano is pissed off. Goes to where Rigo says he calmed down just to throw the match out, and Rigo says no. He says he admitted that he rigged the the, the wheel, but uh. He said this decision stands roughest to the champion. Then we get a little uh promo for Eo Shirachi or Rhea Ripley, which I thought was happening tonight, but obviously it didn't. No, no, it was like a she just challenged her. She ain't saying next week or whenever. She just challenged her. So maybe on December second, it's gonna have Rhea Ripley versus Eo Shirai for the championship. They gotta have something on December second, but we'll get to yeah. that. And it's Chopper cuts a promo talk about how he's faced a lot of tough guys. See a lot of tough guys, Killer Kowalski, Harley Race. And he runs down the NXT locker room, says that he, he uh how he thinks everyone that, that that they think they're tough, but he 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 you know he's really not, they're really not, and he's gonna tease the change that the locker room needs and walks off. So um He's gonna face Van Balor on December second. <laughs> man, look, here you go. Uh it's now time for, uh, well, the NXT champion, Finn Balor, will address the NXT universe next week. I forgot Finn Balor was injured for a minute. I was like, damn, yeah, Finn yeah. Balor is a champion. Mm-hmm. And they take that away from him. And then uh, we get, uh, you know, Pat, uh, Pat McAvee and his team get ready to come down to defend the, the NXT Tag Team Champions against Breezango. So Pat McAvee is on commentary. Pete does sitting on the outside, and then you have Owen Lurkin and Danny Burch taking on Brizango. Brizango is doing very well here until uh, they get Fan. Uh, they, t- they take out Tyler Breeze and they get Fandango in their finishing move that like that spike DDT that they do off the shoulder, mm-hmm. yep. and they pin Fandango after the matchup. DDT, but yeah, yeah, the spike DDT. After the match, Drake Maverick comes down and starts trying try to start fighting them, but they beat down Drake Maverick. They beat down Fandango and Tyler Breeze, and then they give Tyler Breeze a punt kick right on the announcement like they did Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And I like the way uh, Pat McAfee was selling it. And I, I like this camera thing he does where it's just like, we're the best four-man group, and he points down to the guys like, you you guys suck. So <laughs> I, I, I'm liking the stuff that Pat McAfee is doing. So... I think this is leading to a war games match. It has to be. First of all, Undisputed Era has been in every single war games match since it started. Mm-hmm. NXT. Why stop now? So when so when anybody's cool and come back, it's gonna be all four members of Undisputed Era taking on that four band group, and then Undisputed Era is gonna win. And then they're gonna be well, the you don't kings. Know that of, for sure. Huh? I mean, I think they're gonna win, but you don't know that for sure. Well, I mean, you're right, because Pat McAfee could, could get a win in. He could steal a win, and they could pin. I don't know, probably Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby. Nah, I, nah. I think uh, I think undisputed there would win just to show unity. Um, but for some reason, I think P. Dunn might take the uh, the tight the North American title from Leon Ruff because like that's just a mean dude that would take away Leon Ruff's dreams, you know. And then uh, uh, each uh, the group will all have championships. Yeah, it's good to have a group to have like because they tried to do that with the hurt business on Raw, so it's good to have a group that got that got championships. Kind mm-hmm. Evolution. Yeah, like I don't think Pat McAfee need a title; he just there to talk. But like, 
I think you know, like the good guys, you like, hey, you know, you won. Like Damian Priest is like, yeah, you won. You know, mm-hmm. I think Pat, uh, not Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, like, I don't care about you winning. Give me the title, and then forearm to the face, you're down. You know, you're right. I just feel like that's like Pete Dunn thing to be. Yep. Well, guys, that was NXT, and now it is time to move on to AEW Dynamite. So, uh, we are here. That's the first uh thing after. Uh, full gear that happened this mm-hmm. past week, and yeah. which would, could go down as one of the best great wrestling pay per views of 2020. So we we, we got a strong mm-hmm. lineup. We had a bunkhouse match or a bunkhouse stampede match. So we're going to good old NWA territory tonight. So a, a lot of great matches on the card here. So we start off with uh, Brian Cage and Matt Seidel. So man, I've been waiting 13 years to see this man on TV again. He messed it up with one botch. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, no. So I, heard, you know, was, I did hear people saying that though on that online, but you know, keep, keep going. Uh the match here take the long cage dominates here. Uh Matt Sider goes to time off to do a dive, but one of my favorite things is when Brian Cage catches him in like a suplex form mm-hmm. and gives him the drill claw, game over. Nobody will ever top to me what Fabian Nyker did. This dude did a some dude did a moonsault and he caught him in the moonsault in the suplex and caught him and brought him down with a brain buster. Nobody will ever top that. I gotta see that. I, it's not on, it was on the, I was on the house show. Oh man, I don't know if you know the dude. He used to be with the company, but he's not there no more. His name's Stacy Irving. I heard that name. It sounds familiar. Yeah, he, he looked like Corbin Blue. He got an afro. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah. what they talk about. He literally he his moonsault was like his moonsault was like a gymnast moonsault because he was dating uh the gymnast I forgot what her name was at the time. Casey Catzera? No, the like uh she's Olympic gymnast, like Olympic gymnast. Uh-huh. uh not Gabby Douglas, the other one. Uh Simone Bites. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, 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 gotcha. His moonsault was like form. Ah, form was everything and nice. And Fabian either caught him, yeah, well, brain buster. I was like, yo, that's that's when I started liking Fabian Eichner. And then mm. he wasn't on TV. And then uh, him and Marcel Bartel started feuding, and then they got together. And then, then it was like, oh, these guys are awesome. Still are awesome, but yeah, that that and nobody's talking that. I got to. I got to find a way to see that. Ricky Sparks cuts a promo after uh, the matchup. I didn't really get to see the, 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 much of the promo. Next up, Cody Rhodes speaks. It, can, can I just say before we get into what obviously we're going to talk about? Can we talk about how Cody Rhodes is some is an arrogant son of a bitch? I've been saying this. Like he's arrogant. Like he's arrogant, and you know, Cody. I, uh, <laughs> congratulates Darby Allen for winning NXT. For next season, the TNT Championship, and says he will not be seeking a rematch at this time. Oh, excuse me, I know you can choose your rematches. He said, but there's another loss he like to vindicate, and he wants a match against MJF. So why are we just jumping across storylines right now? I, I'm sorry. To me, I'm like, okay, now this starting to make a little bit of sense to me at all. Um, but then all of a sudden, let me tell you, Cody though. I like the role Cody is playing almost because I don't know. I think he, I want to say he almost played too good because like his character is that he's a good guy who is 
I don't want to say turning bad, but he's like a good guy that's being a jerk, but thinks he's still being a good guy. Uh huh. So no, like he, he, and you're right. He, he he's doing yeah. he he is doing that role well. But like, I think if they, I think it's working well. But like, because if they turn him full heel, he won't get that same reaction. Because people are like, oh, okay, he's a heel. But if they keep him as a face who acts like a heel who thinks he's the face, it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got a Rolex worth $60 million and this and this, and you will never be able to have this truck and, and all this stuff. Uh, you know, just basically bragging and arrogant, but yet still act like he's like for the fans. It's weird. It's a weird character thing, but I like it so far. So, fair enough. Uh, as he's talking, we get Jay Cargill, a woman who walks in there who the woman... First of all, number one, she's a very pretty woman. And she's ripped to shreds. I mean, she got pack. And I, I was doing some research on her before we did this. She's she's a, she's a trainer, like a like a fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. And uh That's probably why I follow her. I follow a lot of fitness pages. So Yeah. And she comes out now. Uh besides her beauty, her looks and her just incredible physique. She is not the greatest on promo. She obviously was a little bit nervous at the beginning, but they started finding her footing towards the end. She says, uh, Cody calls her the giant killer, but you know, saying, you know, you, uh, basically comes, comes out his manhood, seeing that he's not that big. And then, you know, uh, she's basically coming at Cody Rose in the ring and she says, Well, congratulations for getting your name back, but you, you didn't have the balls to keep your first name. But there's only one giant killer I know, and his name is Shaq. And I'm like, Oh, we're not doing this. We oh, yeah, training, brother. We're not doing it. So you already know. I, I I gotta go out as I'm looking for right now. Brandy Rose comes out. I'm just like, hold on. She ain't gonna appreciate you talking to a man like this. All right. She's not gonna appreciate you talking to a man like this. So then what does Brandy Rose do? She come out and she lays this girl. I ain't talking about. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, like, like hitting her or nothing like that. She come out and curse homegirl out. The most personality I've seen from Brandy was I'm actually trying to find verbatim what she said. I mean, Brandy Rose being black, basically, she being hood. Oh, yeah, like one black. of the best character uh, promos ever is weird, like, it's, it's black so girl magic. She, uh, Okay, here we go. Well, she's being Brandy. nice, Brandy. And yes, I'm Brandy Rose, and I will so and so. And I'm be like, boo, you suck. When she come out there, who you think you talking to? Then I say, everybody like, yeah. So Brandy Rose comes out and says, who the hell told you it was open night? Uh, it, it, it was a... Open mic night. Open mic night tonight, bitch. Uh, and she says, uh, don't you ever talk to Cody as my man like that again. She said, you, you, she said, you dizzy ass. I was like, yo, she got straight hood order. You know, uh, c- comes out here and we talk to talk, talk my man like that again. And she says, you don't push it in my mouth. You don't come for me unless I send for you. You understand that? Yeah, heifer. And I was just like, what now, I didn't say that's not verbatim. Y'all gotta go watch the clip. God, I'm not doing any justice. And yeah, then she walks like, away. Um, yeah. homegirl taps her on the ass, and she was she does not feel that at all. So Jerry and Lynn comes out to like try to break things up, 
And then here comes Brian Cage shows up and power bombs Cody, and then Starks comes out and he runs. Uh, he's beating him up. Then here comes Darby Allen to to, to, to the ring, uses dumb tech jacket to clear out Starks. Can. Now here's the thing: he has a splash on the corner on Cage. They leave, right? Mm-hmm. So it looks like somebody forgot their cue, and that somebody is Will Hobbs because he comes out with a chair. Well, CP. T. After everybody mm-hmm. left. CPT. So say what? CPT. So CPT. <laughs> he was like, oh, people talk. He, 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 he was probably looking at homegirl in the back like, mm. <laughs> so, so uh yeah, he came late. I was like, did he, he did he come late or was it on purpose? See? Mm. You, you never know. Like, hey, you say he wasn't going to join Team Taz. I, I wasn't, but I hear so many people saying him. Like, I didn't even know it was even a possibility, but I hear so many people saying it as if they've been dropping hints. But you know, I mean, I think now be, I think he'd be a good addition to it, like a three man stable because Taz can't wrestle no more. Yeah. He could be the mouthpiece, and Will House like, be the mouthpiece. If at full gear when he came out to save Darby Allen, and like Darby's arm was still in the truck, and he actually accidentally ran it over trying to uh, yeah. run after. Him. I was like, okay, that would would have been good storytelling, but nah. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe cool. it was on purpose. Maybe he was late on purpose. Since everybody's saying it's a possibility, maybe it could be. So we got John Moxley in the back cutting the promo on Kenny Omega. He's the great one, of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and he's special too. Because if anybody can beat Omega twice, it can be him. Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rose, and QT Marshall taking on the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny, who is back, who. Turned on QT Marshall to run up his credit cards in a bunkhouse that, match. So yeah, that, that good old AEW Dark storyline that we didn't get on TV. Exactly. I mean, like, okay, uh, this is a. It's basically you know they got the old Texas style, uh, country you style know, stuff. It's all there. Dustin Rose. So you say Texas style, it's Dustin Rose. It, it is. You got the boots on there. Then you got go cowboy. So uh, we, we 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 get the match here and. It's it's a bloody matchup. Like like D, QT Marshall gets bloody after he gets hit with a guitar on the outside of the, of the ring, and he got the crimson mask on. And mm-hmm. then uh, Dustin Rhodes hits like a uh, I forgot it was the final curtain on, on, on an open chair on mm-hmm. the, the butcher. That looked nasty though. Huh? I said that looked nasty though. It did. Uh, they try to handcuff uh, uh, Dustin to the uh, ring, but that doesn't work. He goes and gives the uh, the butcher a bulldog off the stage through this wooden platform, and I was like, okay, that, that kind of looks sick. So then uh, we go back into the ring, and then the blade is in there. He's busted open. I'm like, damn, all this blood. We even get as much blood in the I Quit match from uh, John Moxley and um. Uh, it didn't need that much blood. That's why. Say what? It didn't need that much blood. The story was good without that much blood. Man, and, and, you know, story. man, these guys be, be spilling pints. All right, this story, I didn't need all this damn blood. Uh, QT Marsh sets up a ladder, drops 10 feet to give the blade uh, uh elbow, but then... Uh, was that only 10 feet? It looked it probably looked higher than that, didn't it? It did look higher than that, but I think that was maybe the spot of the match, maybe. Like I, at least the spot I know they're gonna play it like in the intros or whatever. Yeah, he hits elbow to the blade, but then the butcher comes and breaks it up, 
And then Dustin tries to go for a Canadian destroyer on the butcher. He don't know how to take it right. So it kind of like a roll up. It was like this. That looks so stupid. Was it the Canadian Canadian destroyer or a cold blue? Well, he couldn't do anything right. <laughs> so yeah. it, that's why it just it, it didn't work out. But uh keep your cold blue is like the, the roll up look looking power bomb of Canadian destroyer, obviously. It's just Canadian destroyer. Yeah, so. still didn't look good. We got a. Uh, QT Marshall hits the RKO, what she called the diamond cutter, on the blade. I mean, that makes sense because they are in his, they are in the nightmare family. Exactly. So, yeah, so it'd be a diamond cutter. The way he just hit it was definitely like, you know, RKO like and stuff like that. So, uh, and you know, then. Uh, off record, well, uh, Bubba Ray has a nice cutter off record. Just saying. Oh, yeah, he definitely does. He definitely does. The, uh, they had a table set up on the south side of the ring. The bunny is on the apron. QT hits uh, the blade into her. She falls to the table. She's the table spot. And then Dustin, uh, he hits a diamond cutter. And then Dustin hits him with the cowbell. Game over. So good matchup by the natu- uh, by Natural Nightmares here. So Yeah, I, I think like, Butcher and Blade. It, yeah, I, I think Butcher and Blade strive in these, like, no disqualification extreme matches. They can do more stuff. Yeah. And it looked more, I don't want to say more cooler, but like in normal stuff, they kind of, normal matches, they don't really look as good as when they do like when they're no rules. Because when they fought the Young Bucks in that one match and they started like in the in the butcher's shop, that was creative, a good match. So maybe that's their style. Who knows? I like, I like this style. I like that false count. Anyway, I like that style. All right, so it's time for the induction of MJF and Warrington in the circle. So Jericho comes down and uh, everybody – Still sings uh, Judas, and Excalibur calls them the Jacksonville Children's Choir. And uh, so the answer comes out, but there's no Sammy Guevara. And Jericho's kind of wondering why, but they carry on. So uh, MJF tries to cry. Almost killed. Yeah, he tries to cry. He only been in business five years and used his father's loan of one million to get there. So he says... I like that little quote. I like how they did it, too. It was like, I had a small loan of a million dollars from my dad, and I was in this world alone, struggling. One million dollars, I was struggling. I was like, "Yep." So obviously, he came from a very privileged place. So uh, then, MJF reads some poetry. It was a Drake song. <laughs> the way that he read it is like, I swear, I thought he was gonna like say all the all the cuss words. He was like, "Came up, that's all me." <laughs> <laughs> All me, all me for real. <laughs> it Ortiz was funny like, how really? Ortiz was the yeah. one he for for, for calling for, for call him out for, 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 for ripping off Drake. I mean, he I will know. be the one. Jericho don't. Jericho probably thought he wrote that for real. Hager <laughs> probably don't know. Uh, Warlow probably know, but he ain't gonna say nothing. He ain't gonna yeah. say nothing. Yeah, since yeah. Ortiz, he probably was like, "Yeah, we listen to Drake, yo, bro. You then you remember about Drizzy." Somebody actually put a uh, 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 a meme of MJF doing the Drake album pose, so that was nice. <laughs> I missed that one. MJF um, said they also did celebrate Chris Jericho's birthday. Balloons mm-hmm. fell and everything, uh, but Ortiz is not. He, he's not feeling this, and he does not want MJF part of the group. But the Jericho says he's he's very naive. He says, "Look, if anything happens, it's on me." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, he, he he got up tickets all to go to Vegas, 
So the whole inner circle is going to go to Vegas next week, but we still don't see no Sammy Guevara. So you know what? Now I think Sammy was. Uh, they must have just took a picture backstage. I seen Sammy. They took a picture. Sammy was in the picture. No, no, everybody no, no, else no. was looking happy. Sammy comes later. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say everybody was looking happy except Sammy. Oh yeah, okay. no. Sammy comes later. So, oh, Sean Spears comes against Scorpio Sky, and then everybody was just like, "Yes, that's not a typo." Sean Spears is fifteen and two in AEW. What? Yeah, they've been saying this for like they. He's been fifteen and two like for a while. They've literally been saying this, but every time he comes out, he doesn't wrestle mm. on on Dynamite. He no fifteen and two is from Dark. Well, we do know two of them. He's losses only lost. Them. Yeah, he's only lost to the to the Rose. Yeah, you know with that figure four on the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that figure four, and then that uh that weird match he had where he was in his underwear. Yeah, yeah, Dustin. Yeah, it was the only two losses he had this whole year. It's crazy to think about, but literally, like, it was his only two losses. And all right, cool. Uh, there he tried to get away from um. A score, a score, well, Spears tried to give up his score for the whole night. Uh, they go to the outside, he tried to do the most of steps. Scorpio hops over the steps, impressive, comes off and gives him like a kind of like a punch. The Spears kicked him in the face, and then they go back into the ring. And then, um, Tully gets up on the apron. He obviously he tosses like a little metal piece to uh, Sean Spears, but mm-hmm. then he tosses something also to Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. And then Scorpio takes it and throws it. But then uh, Sean Spears uh, takes his and hits it with Scorpio Sky and wins the matchup. So I'm just wondering, are we getting little hints of a heel turn with Scorpio Sky? I don't know. Scorpio Sky needs to do something, like really, because uh, I thought it was going to start pushing him and then literally stopped. Like, he was doing video vignettes, promos, and all that, and then it just stopped. So then he went so, on AEW Dark and then start taking off. And then uh we have an MCU. Nothing. We don't know. Yes. <laughs> like nothing. Because mm. I could have sworn they were just wrestling together. Maybe may, might have been on dark. All three of them was together. And then randomly they just don't be together. And then t- they be together. And then they mm. just randomly just don't be together. It's it's weird. I don't know. They they haven't made no full announcements. So I don't know. I can't tell you. Okay, let's keep the thing moving. We have Kenny Omega is outside talking about how John Mox took his spot as the top wrestler in the world. You know, just real quick. Uh-huh. He's out, literally, he's like right in front of the ring. It, it, the way that the venue is set up, when you're in the parking lot, you can see the ring from the parking lot. Yeah. So like where he's at, if you're literally like two feet over, you can probably see the whole show. It just, I don't know, I just thought that was weird. I just literally right there in front of the, in front of everything. Boy, I, I, no, uh, really, I said, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, maybe that was a camera mistake. No, I'm talking about the angle of where they are from the stadium. You can, like, uh, that part of the parking lot is weird because yeah. you can see everything. But I guess it's a good visual. Just to see the lights and stuff in the back, and then him just like walking away. Okay, that's that kind of dope. Uh, but now he's going, he's going to re- re- reclaim responsibility of the best in the world. Tony, uh, 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 t- uh mm. Tay 
Tyone versus Red Velvet is up next. And Tay Tyone. Uh, how you say your name? What did you say? Tay uh T O N I T T I. Oh, wait, Ted Conti, right? Yes. Okay, look, look. Ringside News got got a typo here. Okay. They put a T instead of a C. And I'm like, that don't sound right. Tay Conti versus Red Velvet. It's Tay Conti. Okay. So they actually had a more competitive match than I thought they were going to have. And. They both landed roundhouse kicks, and then they, at the same time, and then uh, she came out the ring. Uh, Conti landed a uh, pump kick to Velvet, and then hit the Glory Special into to, uh, to, to, to the knee. I never saw that before for the win. So they said it was partners in the tag team uh, tournament. Yeah, Anna J and Ty Conti was okay. Uh, weird enough, I'm. I don't. This it's been like maybe two or three hours since Dynamite went off the air, and I'm tired of seeing Anna J on my timeline. <laughs> All I'm seeing is the the attire. I'm like, okay, we get it. Okay, we, we get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I also want to see a uh, Miss J herself. But anyway, there's also underlying story with uh Anna J trying to recruit Tynara Conti into the Dark Order. Don't do and it. There's that. Don't do it. Which, MJF in the circle are backstage, yeah. and then Sammy Guevara comes up and says, I got your email to say go to the beach. MJF swore he said he sent a second email to tell him to come to the ring. And he said, No, you gave me one email. But then he says, Look, I promise you, I sent you a second email, but here's your ticket. You're going to go to Vegas. And then uh, <laughs> I don't, for some reason, I think that Sammy Guevara's ticket is not going to go to Vegas with everybody else. Because next week, we're going to see them in Vegas. And then he gave him the ticket to Vegas, but the question is, I wonder where his ticket actually is going to go, or if it's if it's, uh, this is going to be going towards the Sammy Guevara face turn. Okay, okay, I, I strongly believe that. Uh, main event time. I, we got oh, we ain't gonna guess. Okay, cool. Sorry. Oh no, I mean, well, I mean, we can guess. I'm saying, but I think it's going to be a face turn. I think that MJF is going to either. Uh, have everybody turn on Jericho, or it's going to be that Sammy is out in the, the, the uh, inner circle. So, I see a Sammy Guevara and Jericho face turn coming soon. Jericho face turn, you think? Yeah, because he was face at the pay per view, he was playing a lot face to a lot. So, if he's not going to be face now, I can see him eventually turn face whenever uh, happens. But I can see Sammy and Jericho in the midst of a maybe I'll turn face mode. Okay. Phoenix is taking on uh, Penta L Zero. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Eddie Kicks is out there to promote the matchup. And uh, once again, good matchup by these two brothers, but this one, they were pulling off each other's mask. Literally, yeah. You see their like, face and everything. Yeah. I was like, what, what What? the hell is going on? I mean, like... I, I think the one in the Pentagon was a mistake. I didn't think he meant to pull his whole face out. But, uh... <laughs> since he did, Phoenix was like, well, I guess I might as well take my mask off, too, then. You know? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm like, my man bald or Phoenix, and then we got... Pentagon got... I like, I, I know that was his hair or anything like that. I was like, okay, wow, this is, uh... I expect this, but, uh... There were uh, near falls. It's, it's a great Lucha mask, but this time 
Pentagon hits a package pile driver to Phoenix on the apron, uh-huh. then jumps down and gives him a Canadian destroyer. Uh-huh. Then rolls him back in the ring and gives him another package pile driver. There should not be no getting up from there. If they did, I would have stopped watching. I'd have like that's dead. But no, Penta wins, and then uh, Kingston took to the ring, and then uh, he says, "Look, you keep kick Phoenix, and you don't really need your brother anymore." But then the bastard Pack returns, and he's like, "No, you not bring up Death's Triangle," which I did like him and and and. I, I mean, come on. <coughs> you want like I think. Huh? You don't like Death's Triangle? I do, but like, would I rather have a faction of guys that can two tag titles and one singles title? Would I have a lot of good singles guys? I think I they have a, a lot of good tag teams, so I think I would go with the singles guys for this one. I mean, Pat Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are all good singles competitors. I rather add them to my championship division into the TNT championship division mm-hmm. and elevates that division. And the tag team division is already elevated. We got like thirty tag teams, so yeah. I mean, I will I personally would want them to be in the championship picture, whether it's AW or TNT. But you know, that's just me. I mean, I can agree with you, but it's good to see Pack back. Yeah, it looks like we're going to go into. He has a match next week against. Um, I forgot who they said it was going to be like a one one up match. He's going to have, and oh. it's with. Obviously, this is leading to maybe at Revolution, him versus Eddie Kingston. No, nah, it's gonna be December second, bro. <laughs> it's oh, they gonna load that show up because obviously, because yeah, I don't know what's on December second, but they're gonna. Well, you know what? WWE said they, they are bringing back tribute to the troops. I think that's the six. Okay, so who won for the night? NXT or AEW? Uh, I might have to go with AEW. I'm, I'm leaning towards AEW this week. I'm giving AEW the win tonight also because, first off, I give it to the, to, to, to the bunkhouse match. And Brandy killed it for me. She dropped the mic tonight. So, yeah, you, you, it, there's no beating that, and we're hitting that check. So, I don't – and then Pat came back. So, yeah, AEW wins it for me. Uh, <clears throat> if you guys listen to us on the podcast, uh, you know, that's the Wednesday Night War, so you're about to move on. Well, guys, that is the end of uh, today's podcast. It was a pretty beefy one. And it wasn't about because of too many topics. It was just that we, we had a lo- long time, you know, talking about everything. So, uh, like I said, next week, we will be having our Survivor Series predictions. We will be doing the rest of the Undertaker bracket that Primetime wants to ruin for me. But, uh, so, uh, we, we're going to see what Undertaker's greatest match is. And then we're going to see what what else comes up with this unionization thing or whatever's going to they go pop up next week or whatever the case may be. So stay tuned for next week's episode because I think it, it, it should it should be good. And like I said, I, I do hope that they change the main event uh, from Randy to Drew uh, McIntyre. I think that'll be just a, a better way to go. Post site, uh, huh? Sure, whatever. No, okay. <laughs> Post site comments down below. If you, uh, well, excuse me, you guys listen to it on the podcast, make sure you guys check out spaciesphilly.com. That's because we're a part of. Check out uh, the, the great black podcasts of Philly, uh, so, such as the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, both sides, and uh, the Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd 
uh, Coalition's content on there. The No Give Machine Wrestling Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Nerdgas and Talk Podcast, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. Make sure you guys check us out on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Listen to the snippets on YouTube Premium on YouTube. Make sure you guys check out TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Once again, that's TheRealNerdCoalition.com. You guys should check us out on there. And you guys can also make sure you guys get your COVID-19 mask, NC Studio and NC Level Up uh, COVID-19 mask. Uh, you guys need them out there. Protect yourselves. Get yourself, get yourself a couple of hoodies, the NC Studios or Level Up hoodies, along with the No Gimmick Seed Wrestling hoodie. Also, make sure you guys check out Q-Flow and The Wardrum. His album is on there. And check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast special episode coming this weekend or next weekend, I believe it is, right? Uh, next for, uh, next Friday. Next Friday, yeah. Make sure you guys check it out on next Friday as we're, doing, as we're counting down towards the holidays and stuff like that. Maybe we could do a special Thanksgiving countdown or do a... A retro Survivor Series or something like that. We 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 need to we need to start doing some retro reviews or something like that. Damn it, James! You know what? I think that would be a good one to do. Did we do that one already? I thought we did. No, we never reviewed Survivor Series '98. Okay. We never reviewed Survivor Series '98, so I think that that was a whole sixteen man tournament in two hours. So. Mm-hmm. That I think that one right there will, will be. You know what? I like that one. So yeah, let's, let's, let's do deadly games. Yeah, okay, that was kind of cool right there. Cause I, as long as we don't touch ninety nine, I'm good. Cause I hate ninety nine. Right. <laughs> I hate ninety nine. Uh, so uh, there, here we go. So we are out. So once again, that's NC the place to be. Join me, Mister A and D, and not Deion Sanders for prime time. All right, y'all. All right, and Q Flow, wherever you're at, man, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. All do.